<laughs> Joe, what, what you need to do is get like a little shelf right in front of your Peloton and just put like an empty bottle of bourbon on there. And every time you ride, you'd be like, it's for the bourbon. Oh, no. Yeah, it's no, like no, you're chasing no. it. No, no. The other day, <laughs> he drinks a, cor- a cold Coors Light and he's like, all right. He empties it, drinks it all. And he's like, all right, it's time to get on the bike. I had to, cr- I had to cr- get, my, get my carbs up before I could get on the bike. Uh, carbo oh, load. Yeah, carbo right. load. Yeah, yeah, carbo load. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel. Sitting across from me is the resident cook, Jeremy, the kitchen white law. Meh. Next to him is our pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. Last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So we got a great episode today, guys. We're going to be talking a bunch of different things, a lot of different topics. We're going to dabble into some Valentine's Day goodness. But as we always do, let's get into uh, our catch-up. So, guys, Jeremy, what? Go, Stacey. We all have the same uniform on, except for you. Well, I know, but... We showed up today, all of us, wearing the maroon hoodie from Reload. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. matchy, matchy. And guess who's saying, with, saying she's... With the, re- do what? with the Reload shirt underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt and Jeremy both have Reload shirts <laughs> Matt, underneath it. And Matt's got a Reload hat on. We all swagged out. I have a Reload That's hat, you have a Reload hat. <laughs> So we are in full uniform here. We're ready to talk. We've got some amazing shenanigans planned for this podcast. You have to stick around. It's going to be awesome. So let's catch up. Yes. Every segment is going to be really good, but let's just jump straight into Jeremy. Is it over? It's over. I'm so excited for this. Like the world needed you back. They say the world is ending. Have you had pizza yet? Yes, we had pizza last night, but first things first, I have not had a drink since New Year's Eve, and my first drink is right now. Yeah! Can you guys, can you guys guess what I'm drinking this morning? Uh, it looks pretty light. Let's see here. I'm going to say... Um, it's, will you give it's us very, the proof? It's very symbolic. I must uh, tell us the proof. Wild Turkey... It's a, it's a, it's a 90 proofer, uh, so lower. Oh, 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 oh. Eagle Rare? Nope. Nope, it is um, uh, freaking A. What's oh, 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 Matthew? Old Ezra. No, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, a long branch? Yeah. I think that's lower than 90, isn't it? I no, think like I, I think it's like 90. Oh. But that's not Wait, what it is. Wait, it's symbolic. It's symbolic. Well, then it's uh, Will or Special Reserve. See, I was thinking it was Buffalo Trace. Nope. Well, shit, Jeremy, I don't know that, that what it is. a good one. <laughs> is it, it is Matt. Wait, so one more, one more hint before you tell us, because now I, I want to guess it. Uh, is it a bottle that you've had open before today, or did you open it for this? It's been open before today, and you also have a bottle of it. Well, that's like, oh, is this the uh, is this the uh, the Westward? Yes, the Westward. Say, oh, got it. Ken Florkish sourdough whiskey. Uh, I haven't had sourdough in over a month now, so I was like, hey, let's do it right and have sourdough the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so super jealous hang, of that cup. Hang on, I want to hear. I want to see how how is it. It's it's fantastic. Um, mm. How's it I feel really wanted on a, your palate? What's it? How's it feel on your Oh, it, feel, it, it feels great. Um, it's a lower proof, so it's not blowing me out or anything, which is what I wanted. But yeah, it's, oh, it's so nice. You look more distinguished <laughs> now. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were famished. He's back. 
Um, I have my special cut Glencairn glass that I got for Christmas, and I've only used for Topo Chico's thus far. This is the first whiskey in it. Nice. <laughs> it's a very classy looking glass. It's, it's Where did you? Classy. I mean, like I know that you got that for a gift, but like I want one of those so bad. Where can we get one? Glencairn.com. I think that's oh. where my mom got it from. Oh, so it is a Glencairn. Yeah, yeah. No, it. I mean, it's I know like it's an the official shape. Glencairn. Um, it, it's a lot thicker and heavier than a regular Glencairn, and um, because they have it has like all these like designs and cuts in the side of it and like the bottom and everything it feels really nice in your hand but yeah that's the all, that's my only qualm about glenn karen's is, is how light they feel you know i mean i yeah. feel like i'm gonna mm-hmm. break one of my fingers so yeah no, very th- this is a lot thicker because it has to be cut and everything and the cuts go pretty deep into it so it, it, it i would say it's twice as thick as a regular a regular glenn so you're done with carnivore you just slap done with carnivore you just slap uh, a little fi- bit of whiskey back had some pizza yep uh, yep what- uh Five weeks and 21 pounds. So, yeah, feeling pretty good. Yeah, man. I need to go. How was the pizza? Um, That's what I want to know. The pizza was fantastic. Um, I was so like that one meal um, was like 2,000 calories. And that's like (laughs) what I would eat in two days in my carnivore. So I was like bloated afterwards. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But it it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I I thought I was going to have to get another new toilet again after that. It it, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Didn't you say after doing carnivore for five weeks, your pizza was also going to be a meat lover's? It was, it was, it was the mellow mushroom, mighty meaty pizza. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm still a carnivore at heart. I just want some carbs to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Matt's like, I don't care how much weight you lost. How was the pizza? Yeah. That's what <laughs> I just can't imagine going so long with, without something that you love so much. Like it would almost be a euphoric experience. I think when you're finally able to, to have that thing again, you like know? your toes uh, curl and your eyes roll into the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was like. So like Friday is when I ended it Uh, Thursday night. I was like, man, like I'm not even craving anything. I was so far into carnivore that I was like, I could go another month. Like once you get to that point where like you kind of get past the cravings, you get past the boredom, you get past like everything, your body's normal, you're feeling great. You know, I was just like, I could go for another month, but I was like, I'd rather just, you know, cook like normal again. Did you you know, did you feel like shit after the pizza? No. Um, so I like my goal for the month of February now is to, um, to count my calories, be in like a slight deficit so I can still lose a little bit more weight. Um, so I watched my calories that day also, like the pizza fell inside of my calories. Like that, that was my big meal had like, just like a very light lunch. And then like afterwards, like I had like, like a little snack, but that was like pretty much all I ate that day. So it wasn't like I had like a 5,000 calorie day after not eating like for a month or something. Um, and so like, that was like my one cheat thing and I'm going right back on it, you know? So like today is actually the first full 24 hours that you're going to have um, off of carnivore. What's on the menu today? Um, I had like normally beforehand, I would have like a protein drink for breakfast. So I had a protein drink for breakfast. I had already meal prepped a carnivore lunch. So I'll have some chicken for lunch. And then uh, for dinners, we got like sausages, peppers, onions, and some biscuits. And then... Um, I went out and got my uh, my ice pops this morning, yeah. so I can have my ice pops again. <laughs> the fruit pops. Look, looking forward to that tonight. Uh, but again, like my goal is to eat just a lot more clean, you know. Um, so like when I was grabbing my ice pops, I was like, I've never looked at the ingredients on here, so I looked at the ingredients and I was like, okay, like I can pronounce all of these words and I know what they are, so these are good. It's pretty clean, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. So stuff stuff like that, you know, is kind of where where I'm going in the future and just staying there. Now, for you guys that don't know at home, Jeremy his routine is to eat one of these ice pops right before podcast time. 
<laughs> especially mm-hmm. when we record in the evenings. It's like, oh wait, I'm I'm having my ice pop. I'm almost I'm almost ready. But what brandy <laughs> of the ice pops do you do? I forgot it's what that's called. Uh, the Outshine fruit bars, uh, like you know, like the strawberry. Like I, I grabbed a pack of strawberry and a pack of pomegranate today, so they have like the real fruit in them and everything. Uh, so it was really good. And then also last night I wanted um, strawberries. That's something I've been craving, and so I ate like an entire pint of strawberries, and I got like a can of Ready Whip. Had like some whipped cream with it and stuff, and. Uh, <laughs> I was that. Yeah, yeah. Whippets are not are, are not carnivores, so you have to wait until I, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I was at the grocery store. I was at Kro- uh, Kroger, and uh, I was like, you know, what would be really good with this a YooHoo. I was like, I haven't had anything chocolatey, I haven't anything sweet. Like, <laughs> I really crazy. want a YooHoo to go along with this, and so like. I'm going all around Kroger trying to find this mother croissant yuhu and I can't find it anywhere. I'm checking all the different cases and stuff. And as I'm looking through all the cold cases, I see a bunch of Topo Chico's and I'm like, what the hell? And you guys know mm-hmm. I had a struggle keeping up with my Topo Chico's <clears throat> during carnivore. It's one of the only drinks I could have. And I couldn't find them anywhere during the last week of the challenge, which was like the hardest part. And so I go over to the, the water aisle to see like if they have Topo's again. And of course, like this damn grocery store has a whole aisle full of Topo Chico's <laughs> now. But when I'm doing the carnivore diet, they don't have a damn one in the whole store. I'm like, God, this place hates me. Well, isn't yep. the Yoohoo, it's like with the drink boxes. It, it is, but I wanted a glass bottle Yoohoo because oh, yeah. as we found out last podcast, glass bottles are just so much better. I was going to say, if you couldn't find the Yoohoo, you could have just went for some of that PBR, the coffee flavored PBR that had some it's strong so Yoohoo tones. Yes, yeah. that, that would have actually been a really good option. Uh, they had like Nesquik chocolate milk and all that crap, but I was like, no, no, I want like an old school Yoohoo. I yeah. still haven't had it, but whatever. I actually had that same um, dessert or bedtime snack the other night. I sat there while we were watching mm-hmm. a movie. Um, I a bowl of yeah. strawberries with some ready whip on top. Oh, so good. Oh yeah. That was one thing I was craving. Like if I were to do the carnivore challenge again, uh, which I would definitely recommend it, but, um, I would substitute my electrolyte mix in the morning for just like a handful of berries. Mm-hmm. And like, I would do that instead. Cause that you're going to get your vitamin C. You're going to get a lot of your electrolytes that you're looking for inside that, uh, handful of berries and like that's very in line with like what the diet preaches because it's like what did our ancestors eat is kind of like the whole idea behind it and like if you're like some hunter gatherer running around you're eating buffaloes and mammoths and whatever <laughs> like if you see a, a, a bush full of berries like you're not you're not not going to eat them you know you're going to eat those things so like yeah. th- that would pr- probably be like the biggest change i would make if i were to do it again and like i think that would be like much more satiating also because you're just getting that little pop every morning get your day going and that would be like the only thing I would change. There you go. Well, go ahead. Um, I have a question, Matt. Since Yo. Dram January is over, have you had bourbon since? <laughs> I have not. I have not had a single pour <laughs> since January ended. And what is we're recording this on February 6th. So it's been almost a week. Wow. Dry February. <laughs> I had too many pours last night. <laughs> I woke up this morning, a little, a little headache. So What'd to- you have? I had... What did I have? I had I had a round of Buffalo Trace, two rounds of Buffalo Trace, and then I had two rounds of uh, Antique 107. Mm. But they were they were respectable. They, they were both you know uh, two finger, two and a half finger pours. Yeah, right to the tip of the Glen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we? <laughs> What's funny is I actually did one of our blind tasting things. You know, I all the time I want to surprise him and like blind taste, and so I snuck in Old Fitzgerald Nine. 
nine year, you know, the oh. one that he really didn't care of, care for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, gave it to him, and he was like, it just kind of falls flat. It's, I mean, it's good. It nah. smells really good. I mean, he that, that money, money, exactly what he said before. Like that bourbon yeah. right there is one of the best smelling bourbons oh. I've ever been around. But it, when you taste it, it's like a freaking white claw. It's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then what was the second pour I did for the blind? E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. Oh, E.H. Taylor small batch. We Which did. I well. really like. What did you think of that one? I thought it was better than the old Fitzgerald nine year, but it was kind of the same boat for me. Like it was good. It's a good all around bourbon. I like these. I will drink them. I will. I enjoy drinking them. But when you're when I'm sitting there, like when she brings me this shit, I feel like I got to get my my science hat on, start breaking them down. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I it was kind of the same boat. It was just. It just didn't stay with you. Smelled great. Front end. It's a tasted, fantastic box. Tasted great. Yeah. But it just it just doesn't like hang out. I, I like chewing on bourbon. But for the unicorn aspect of it, you know, it's hard to find, hard to get your hands on. It's like highly, you know, anticipated. Everybody wants to get their hands on it. I mean, there's there's really great pours out there, like the Old Forester, the Evan Williams White Label, the just the generic original Buffalo Trace. All of those for are just such a well-rounded bottle of bourbon and you're paying a fraction of the price and you can readily get it. It's just so much better. Yeah. Look at my hands. I have like T-Rex hands and I'm like really getting into the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kind of off topic. Have you guys grabbed the bottle of um, the Knob Creek store pick from Bob's yet? No, we will probably get that today. Um, We actually, we've got it. What's the proof? uh, 120. Y'all, any y'all want one? yeah grab me one if they have it yeah um so we will be able to go out and get that tonight we have a date night tonight that's why i'm not drinking i gotta go take the kids to grandma's house yeah but um, you're not pre-gaming she will when she she gets back back. when i get back yeah for sure but you know last uh we can't really pre-game too much because then we get tired when we're out and we come home early. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so Stacy found this spot. And I actually, uh, would, if it's good, I want to take you guys there sometime. It's this new spot on the corner of uh, Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road, Jeremy. Just right up the street from your house. Oh, the food truck park. The food truck park. But it's like yeah. you, you sit inside and it's like a, you know, a bar full of all kinds of different mm-hmm. beers. And the food trucks back up to the restaurant and then servers go out and get your order from the food truck. And there's different food trucks that come different nights. You can go online and check their schedule. Um, something that I saw on KBS, the Bourbon Society page today, that they have, um, you know, they have a, a whiskey list but they also have whiskey flights like all different ones that you oh, really? can get so like themed I saw ones. that yeah so like Jack mm-hmm. Daniels ones they've got a rabbit hole one which I'm pretty I would Ugh. like to taste them because you know I'm really intrigued with rabbit hole they've really upped their social media game which in turn has got my interest peaked and you know we only own one bottle of theirs but instead of going yeah. out and buying all of them um you know, we can go out and try those, but we actually went out a couple weeks ago and had a pour. We usually don't do too many pours out at restaurants, but they had bookers at this restaurant we went to and, uh, it was 2019 Teresa's batch. Oh yeah. But you know, when you could pick up a bottle for 80 to a hundred bucks, each pour was 20 bucks each. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Big spender over here. Sweet sugar pants, but yeah. no, um, I, that so, but I'm excited about this <clears throat> place we're going tonight because when I went on my brother's bachelor party, um, you know, however many years ago it was to Asheville, we went to this one spot and it was like this huge open bar, um, two really big bars on either end of the building. 
Um, you go up there, get in all these different craft beers or anything like that. But then they had um, a little seating area as well. And they had food trucks. That was that. that there was no mm-hmm. kitchen, just food trucks. And the, yeah. and connected to that building was a barbecue joint that you could go in and get all, all kinds of different barbecue, and then bring it back into this big opening room. Oh, nice. Now, have you looked at who's going to be there tonight and picked out what you're going to have and stuff? I haven't picked out exactly what I'm going to get, but yeah, there's going to be a truck there that does like sushi and what are the, is it? Poke bowls or poke bowls? Poke. Poke. So like sushi and poke bowls. And then there's a uh, CJ's tacos coming. Um, <laughs> cool. And then there's, I think two more trucks. Um, poke I bowls. Think, gotta catch them I think <laughs> uh, Big Kahuna has a truck that's there like kind of permanently. Thanks. They're actually going to be there. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Big Kahuna is going to um, be, but we're doing, yeah. we're doing wings you. tomorrow. I, I was looking at all the different trucks that are there usually and stuff. And I think there's like a stone fired pizza one that comes occasionally Ooh. and stuff. And like, I'd like to hit them up whenever they have, whenever they I have hope they're They'll good. grab you a babysitter and come on. Yeah. For real I know tonight. these COVID babysitters are all over the place. Well, know. uh, you know, <laughs> man, I, I, but, uh, I'm, I, I know I'm kind of a food snob. Um, and the last time we had, I went and had anything from a food truck, we were extremely disappointed. So I'm fingers, oh. fingers crossed that this is going to be good tonight. I know the food truck park you're talking about, and I purposely haven't gone to it because of like your bad review. Cause I was like, I don't want to waste my time with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the atmosphere is really cool and everything, but I have a question though. So, you know, in retrospect to these whiskey flights, you know, they've got like the, the like if we do the rabbit hole one tonight, they've got like the four mm-hmm. Glen Cairns and it's like 40 or 50 bucks or whatever for the flight. I I don't need an entire flight myself and him need an entire flight himself. Excuse me. Would that be like really weird if we like split one and like we're what are you talking sharing about? the glass? So it I guess we're getting on how big our the own. Are. I mean, <laughs> I shared shit. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just well, <laughs> like if if they're like they're, half ounce pours or something, like really small pours, that's it, it's a flight. That's like, what you got to find out. No, they, yeah. no, for like but 40 if it's or like 50. An ounce and a half or something. Yeah. yeah Cause like the pictures looked like they were like a nice, generous pour, which me and you could each get a sip yeah, or two off 100%, 100%. of. 100%. But is that weird? Like, is that weird at a restaurant and you no, see a couple sitting there like, them. oh, honey, let's just order, arms. order two flights, two separate ones, and then try each other's. And then it's less weird. Oh. I saw, I, I saw they had an old Forester flight too with all the different old Foresters and stuff. Too. That that, really I was interested in that one as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they said you can like um, make your build own, your own like flight. build your own flight or whatever. But when I actually looked at their yeah. broke down list, really the old Foresters and the Rabbit Hill ones are the ones that I would be most interested in I trying. Mi- I missed a really good segue to our next little thing I want to talk about when I was talking about shitty food. So well, look, shitty food, let's go. I'm jumping into it now. Uh, Matt, I actually called you the other night asking you about this. If you remember. Yeah, I'm curious how this turned out. The burger stuff. So my kids watch this guy on YouTube and I didn't know about this. Stacy just calls me and she's like, Mr. Beast is in Knoxville. I'm like, hold on. Mr. B6000. (laughs) No, you don't. I love Mr. Beast. Well, Okay. So I'm like, he was in Knoxville. No, hang on. She's, yeah. So I'm like, so in the bathtub and you know, my kids are like watching their YouTube and stuff. And Jace comes running and he's, he's like through the door. He's like, mom, this YouTube guy has got a restaurant, Mr. Beast burger. And I looked it up and they're on Kingston Pike. So his name is Mr. Beast. And he's like huge, like millions and millions of dollars. YouTuber. He's a 29, uh, 22 year old guy. His name is Jimmy Donaldson. He does like really extensive stunts. Um, he actually has like a nonprofit foundation where he like mm-hmm. does trees and stuff. So he is a good guy. Um, at, at the time when we went through this, Joel was like ready to just freaking 
I was pissed. What? Um, I was so ready anyways. My, I was ready to take all my 11.3 thousand followers <laughs> and blast him on social media. <laughs> so basically this guy, there's a place called Mr. Beast Burger. So it's his, it's basically got his branding on it. It's totally like really geeked out and it's a virtual kitchen com- concept. It's a so, ghost, ghost kitchen. So it's brilliant when you think about it, like you're just slapping your name on something. So it's called a ghost kitchen. So anybody like, I guess in the U S or whatever, say you own a kitchen or a restaurant, you can decide, okay, I'm going to buy into this virtual kitchen, you know, you're, and you offer his menu and you have like his stickers and his wrappers and stuff like that. And so here in Knoxville, it's Bravo's. Bravo's Italian restaurant is the ghost kitchen for Mr. Beast Burger. Which is like, that, that doesn't even Wait, make sense. So, so is it all like to go or do like, yes. you go into Bravo? You can't and even it pick or? it up. You so can't that's pick the it up. thing. It, it has like, to be through a third party delivery service. You have to get it through Grubhub oh. or like Uber Eats or something like that. So it's, so like put so, yourself in his. So it's like, it, it's, it's like a virtual franchise. Yes. Yeah. So okay. put yourself in your kid's shoes. Like if you were their age and you like follow this person you watch and all of a sudden you can get the burgers and stuff that they see all the time on their videos. You're like, heck yeah, sign me up. So we really wanted to do this for the kids. So like Mr. Beast is known for like an insane amount of like innovation. And this is like so on brand for him. I never looked into this or anything, but mm-hmm. like his stuff is like everyone copies Mr. Beast on YouTube. Like that's what he is. Really? He's usually the first guy doing stuff. Yeah. He's super, super innovative. So this sounds exactly like something he would do some crazy stunt of his. Yeah. So like, I think the yeah. I love it. Fantastic. So I called Joel and I'm like, and so they don't deliver to our address. They don't deliver to my sister-in-laws or my in-laws who all live within a few minutes from each other. And, but they deliver to Joel's work. So I, said you know you can't like it has to be like a third-party pickup you can't they don't tell you like where they have like an address but they don't tell you where this is for pickup so I told Joel Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna have this delivered to work I want you to bring it home for the kids and he's like well why can't I do takeout you know you know just go ahead and fight (laughs) fighting the boss over here and uh so then we he he calls and then there's he's already on his way home and of course they don't do takeout or whatever so um Well, so anyway, so the next day I had, I, I ordered it. I think it was like, I ordered it in the afternoon and I put on their delivery time four o'clock at Joel's work address and he gets it mm-hmm. and he's just like, I just know this is going to be terrible. I'm blasting this guy's on, on Instagram. Because- uh, hang on, hang on. Right. Yeah, you just take it from here. So I get I get the freaking food. First, the food shows up 15 minutes early, which is like, okay, that's good. As soon as I grab the bag, you know, when you get, uh, uh, to go order a food, you can feel the heat through the bag. The steam or anything. This bag is freaking mm-hmm. cold. I pop mm. it open. I look at the crinkle fries. I can tell they're they're not they're they're cold. I pick one up. It's literally like it's been sitting in a refrigerator. It's that cold. And like they, we had gotten a soda to go with it, and the can was like warm. And and then we got these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these mis- the soda was warm and the food was cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Mister Beast fries are like crinkle fries and their house seasoning and then it's got like melted cheese and lettuce and pickles and you know all the like burger fixings on the fries and they looked amazing but these it had a triangle of like craft singles on it not even melted <laughs> oh, no. like not even like you could see the shape of it not oh, even and no. we the lettuce was wilted uh everything was was cold and I'm and I'm not I'm not kidding and I hate to say this on here but I'm just gonna say it anyways like my burger smelled like feces like it smelled terrible 
Well, anyways, we spent- And I oh, hate to complain. We spent, it, the, the whole order itself was like 50 something bucks and we get it and it's ice cold. I pull the ticket out of the bag and the jack, now look, when I'm looking, these are wrapped good. They, I mean, they, they looked like they would be really good. I bet fresh, they would have been pretty tasty. Well, we thought it was just crappy quality that they were putting out, but this is what happened. So, so I look at the ticket and the ticket says 1220. They delivered to my work at 345. So they prepared oh, no. it at 1220 and then that bag sat out for four hours. Oh my gosh. So like I would blame that on like the kitchen, not like Mr. Beast. Like, yeah. That's like no, just no. crappy kitchen. Once work. I found out this was a ghost kitchen deal and that he wasn't yeah. actually in Knoxville, I'm not blaming that on him. Because Joel thought Mr. Beast was actually like, like he was like traveling through town. He was like, I'm blasting it all over, all over social media. And I'm like, Joel, we've got a business, you know, we need to be careful, you know, and he's like, no. That can't happen. Well, I mean, he, uh, I, I, that's what I thought he was kind of doing a shtick where he was just traveling from city to city, hanging out there for a little bit, mm-hmm. making some money, you know, ex, ex, you know, pushing his brand, blah, 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 and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then going through, but end of the day, you know, we, we can the, my kids were disappointed because they wanted their Mr. Beast burgers. And we we're like, you can't freaking eat this jazz. Even though and you J- don't have Jace a- did eat half of one. Um, <laughs> well, you don't have a phone number. Like you literally, there's nobody to contact. There's no chat. There's no phone numbers. There's no anything. So Joel just like Googled the address, just started calling Bravos and leaving messages. And he was just like, if my kid gets sick, like food poisoning, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you be able to lodge a complaint with Grubhub, whoever you ordered through? Oh yeah. They were absolutely fantastic. So the delivery driver... Joel contacted the delivery driver. He said, I, I had mm-hmm. those in hot bags. That has to be, he said, take it up with Grubhub. They're amazing. We don't yeah. order from there very often, but their customer service was top notch. And when I told them, you know, they immediately gave me the refund. And when I told them my concerns, I said, I don't have any way of getting a hold of them. If there is a way, I said, I am concerned I with foodborne illnesses. I said, if this is sat out for four hours, I said, that's what I concern is. And the guy was like, I am going to expedite this. We're going to escalate the situation mm-hmm. and we're going to contact them ourselves because yeah. I mean, that's, that can get kind of, that's good. Kind of legal at that point. So they were amazing. Grubhub. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, they were, that, they were really on top of things, but, um, I, I, I called the restaurant over and over and over and kept getting put off by the little girl at the front. Cause that's the whole point of a ghost kitchen is that, no one knows where it's at. You ain't got to deal with the with the with the drama of it. That's the third party. Yeah, do. like you cannot pick it up there. So um, mm-hmm. I end up finally just saying, telling that girl on the phone, "Listen, this is you know everything we just talked. This is what happened, and I need to talk to your you know talk to your manager, Karen. Can I speak to your manager? You know, <laughs> I need to speak to your manager. But no, um, at the end, so once she heard the story, she got the manager on. The manager's like, "I'm so sorry. You know, this is not like us. You know, we you know." This was obviously there was a mistake. Whatever your order is, you can come pick it up. Um, you let me know when you want it, and we'll give it to you all for free. You know, blah blah blah. But Stacey's like, I ain't doing that shit. I know how restaurants can be. <laughs> They'll be shitting or, well, yeah. or spitting or said, something in it. He said the manager was super nice, and I believe that. But like Joel, like that Joel said, co- what cook, if the what if the cook reamed. got reamed, and then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. hey guys, we're making this. We need to make it really, really nice. And he rubs his taint all over it. You know, like because it, <laughs> it tasted like that had already been done. Taint so burgers. I told Joel, the taint I'm like, burger, yeah, let's just wash it. You know, and so we recreated our own beast burgers yeah. the next day. And, well, oh. well, 
preface, I already felt bad because I was like, you know, Stacy wanted to do this for the kids. They were all jacked mm-hmm. up about it. They couldn't have their beast burgers, right? And then so we thaw out some burger for that night and get ready to. I pull it out of the water because the vacuum seal bag. We we thawed it in some cold water. Pull Just it out. Quick it. The whole bag's full of freaking water. And I call the, that the the burger meat looked pale gray. The the, the bag, bag leaked, Jeremy. Like a tiny hole in oh. the vacuum seal bag. Yeah. So I called Matt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like bro, like. Can this be salvaged? Have you ever done this? He was like, just get rid of it. I was like squeezing <laughs> yeah. water out of the like, burger. You know? Yeah, I was like, it's not worth the risk. I didn't know that all this had led up to that, you yeah. know, because I was like, bro, it's just time to go to McDonald's. Like, I was, I, I was yelling in the background. I, I kept saying, or should we order pizza? And then Matt's like, order a pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we ended up ordering Give the people pizza, what they want. I did make beast burgers or I made, you know, Reload Boss Burgers the next day. The kids named them Boss Burgers and Psycho Burgers. Yeah. Nice. So they, they said it was the best thing they ever ate. They could so, have been, so they could have been just been being nice to dad. but Yeah. So I don't recommend it, um, but they probably would have been good, but it's just not worth the trouble. And it was super expensive. So on the same topic of fast food and stuff like that, um, I don't know if you guys follow me on my personal page, That Reload Wife, um, but I put out I some. Do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so I put out like a little uh, poll. I wanted to know if people wore um, masks through the drive-thru because I just never thought of it. I've never seen signs that encouraged it. Um, I thought, you know, it's just a little quick swoop in, swoop out. So I never did, but it was brought to my attention that it is the respectable thing to do. And I kind of felt bad. I'm like, oh God, I should have been doing this the whole time. Um, so I put the poll out there to see if I was the only one. And 61 people said they do not wear a mask at the drive-thru and 14 said they did. That's huge. Now, now I like to take CNN's advice. I wear three masks at a time oh, wherever I go that's smart. Uh, because that's the safest thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's 90% effective, not according to any scientific studies. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of so, something else funny and I couldn't do it. So, um, you know, I have not been through a drive-thru since I did this poll. Um, it makes, it makes me uncomfortable to think I would make anybody else uncomfortable. Um, I, we had this conversation with my uh, brother and my sister-in-law <clears throat> over dinner the other night. Because she does. She wears yeah, one. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, I go to drive throughs a lot. I go to fast food a lot. And this is what I see. And this is my pretend mask. This is what I mm-hmm. see when I go up to drive through. Yo, uh, <laughs> what was your order? For those of you what at home, order? Joel has a mask around his chin. Yes. Like, so <laughs> well, this it's is hanging, the thing. It's hanging off their ears and down by their chin or like this or like this right here. PSAs so. need to go out. People need to be educated on this because, you know, first it was don't wear a mask because we need to save them for the healthcare workers. Now it is encouraged to wear a mask to it's, spread droplets. Okay. It's, it's encouraged to spread Hold droplets, on. but people have never been taught how to wear them. Hold on. Whenever I've been to a drive-thru during this whole thing, every drive-thru I've been to, they have like a piece of plexiglass over the top half of the window to where they can just hand a bag out or like your card. So there's a barrier between the two of you. And if like you also need a mask on top of that, like and they, at and, what and point they, are you? All right, go ahead, go ahead. That's actually Stacey. what Paul said. Uh, he said that yeah. every, like in California, there's a lot of plexiglasses. I've not seen any with plexiglass. I don't know if I'm even paying attention. I've seen it a bunch. Well, around here, the plexiglass is usually there, but... But then the problem is they'll have the mask around their like yeah. neck or whatever, and then they'll lean down below the plexiglass <laughs> to talk to you. And it, so that's why, Stacy, I voted yes because partially yeah. just for my own safety, right? Like yeah. I know Julie and I always do. But it's don't not they really say, a, 
a don't big they say issue. Six feet, or, or you have to be six feet and, and 15 minutes or something like that? I mean, that. unless you're wearing an N95, it's, I, I guess there is a little bit of protection you're, if you're wearing a surgical mask. You're less than six, or you're. Well, no, sur- surgical masks are for a complete different thing. Surgical masks protect the other person going out of your mouth, it doesn't protect you at all. Yeah, I mean, we, like with us, we are at risk in the healthcare community. You're at risk unless you're wearing an N95. It's basically just to keep Mm -hmm. those droplets from spraying on stuff like that. But this was my thing. And what doesn't make sense is I sit down at a restaurant and I'm sitting there maskless talking to a waiter all throughout the trip without a mask, but then, you know, you wear a mask at a drive-thru. So, and and there's no regulations or there's not any legal things with it, but it just, I was curious to see those numbers. Well, I think the loophole is when you go to a restaurant, you sit down and take off your mask. When you go through a drive-thru, you're also sitting down, so you also don't need a mask. I like that logic. There mm-hmm. you go. If you're sitting down, you don't need a mask. <laughs> you, know, you don't need a mask. COVID doesn't hit you when you're sitting down, so you're, yeah. you're fine. But I'm not going to lie. Right now we're sitting down. Because COVID is, is, is five foot five or above, so Stacey, you're, you're yes. good. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. You, we, you don't I don't go to, to drive throughs very often, yeah. but when I do, it's usually like McDonald's or something quick for the kids, and I'm in... I, they are freaking fast. I mean, I'm paying. Boom. They're like, they got their arm hanging out the window, ready for me to grab it. And then I'm out. Get the croissant out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, we need it. We need it. We need to take a break um, real quick. And on the other side, we got some more shenanigans to talk about. So let's take a break right now. And we'll see you guys on the next segment. Mr. B. But I think it's here to stay His thumbnails Well, they made it paid But if you ask me I think they're kind of quaint All right, welcome back, everybody. We are going to jump into some more catch-up, and I want to hear what the Grillin' Pedo Squad is up to, guys. Let me know how that uh, that bet with Swiss is going. I want, I want to hear it all. Let's go. It's going good, It's man. going good. Are you, you want to go? No, we're continuing on. Um, Joel is killing it. Uh, he's currently in the lead, I think, by one. One no, day. No, I, I think it's more now. Uh, I was in the lead by, by just one with Swiss, but then um, Joel's missed no, two days. It, it, I'm in the lead by two. I, I'm in the lead by two now. So Joel missed two days so far. I think out of what, like fifteen, maybe over yeah, two weeks, something like that. So it's been. I mean, it's it's been tough. So like, I have learned that if I'm in like a bad mindset. I mm-hmm. like a lot of people go work out and they, uh, that's how they get back in a good mood. They get it out or whatever. If I'm in a bad mi- mindset, I do not want to, um, I don't want to do it at all. And I've been making myself do it, but that, and I have noticed that like things that were crushing me before aren't. So I'm definitely getting stronger for sure. And my endurance has gotten so much better, um, just in this short time frame. But like the, this week, I have been like, we've had a lot going on at work, you know, just been a little stressed out, that kind of stuff. And then I get home, like, I got to freaking go on this damn bike. And then I'm like, I'm like cussing at the, I'm cussing at the trainers. And then I like, I just turn them off, put my headphones in. Yeah. I don't want to hear their crap, but you know, and I just look at the K, I look at the things that I'm supposed to do. I just, so I think he's reached like burnout with it because he has to do it at this point, you know, because of his bet. But like, I think the downfall started, he joined a class from like a low impact class. Cause he like the day before he had went really, really hard and like, just mm-hmm. killed it and he was amped up and he was like yeah oh, acting like a man <laughs> and then he takes this low impact ride like one. with this chick and it is like 
elevator music. She was so boring, <laughs> which Will has told us. So mad at her. It's make it or break it with what trainers you pick. And he was like, yeah, I, I was like in the bathroom shower and I could hear him. God, it's so boring. You're so boring. <laughs> so then the I'm next talking. day. I'm talking to this television. Yeah. So then the next day, he's not even listening to the trainers, which is really what amps you up. He's just got his headphones in. He's listening to the music and then just watching on the screen as to what range his cadence and his resistance should be. Then yesterday he takes this class and it was Allie's class. And Don't she, tell him the things I said. She, I'm telling. <laughs> she busts your balls. Like she's hard. It's a beginner class and it really is like, it is hard. And I'm like, I'm in the, like the loft area and I could hear him in the bedroom and he goes, you're a bitch. <laughs> the, kids, <laughs> the kids piped out of the room and they were like, dad, why'd you say that? And he was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, okay, You're okay. Just think about the bourbon, Joel. That, the bourbon. <laughs> Joel, what, what you need to do is get like a little shelf right in front of your Peloton and just put like an empty bottle of bourbon on there. And every time you ride, you'd be like, it's for the bourbon. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's like you're no, chasing it. No, no. The other day, <laughs> he drinks a, cor- a cold Coors Light and he's like, all right. He empties it, drinks it all. And he's like, all right, it's time to get on the bike. I had to, cr- I had to cr- get, my, get my carbs up before I could get on the bike. Uh, carbo load. Yeah, carbo yeah, load. Yeah, yeah, carbo load. But no, I, I, I did. I felt... I, I was ashamed of myself for saying that. He I, came out and apologized to I, me. I, I, I've had a, I had a really terrible week, and you know, and this was this was yesterday, I guess it was, and I took this class because I, I it was said beginner. 20 minute. I didn't want to work out. So I just wanted to coast through something. And Allie is like, and she her, her warm up me in the dick. It was so hard. And like, and, and I'm the kind of person when I see the leaderboard in the side, I want to keep up with this. I want to get first place. And I, I, I'm telling you nine times out of 10, I get first place in the people that are there now. And so in the I'm, beginner classes, yeah, yeah, the beginner classes, yeah. I take pride. <laughs> in Beginners that. are hard, and, and advanced beginner. I'm just saying, and, and <laughs> advanced beginner. Yeah. Oh no, but then like I've been doing beginner classes, and then you join on a group squad, which is not beginner, and oh, I just have to just try to keep alive. But anyway, I, but she was just kicking me in the ass, and it was like all these. This was not beginner. It was. Way past that, in my opinion. But anyways, that's why I got mad at her and I said something I shouldn't have said. Now, Joel, you're doing most of your rides in the evening. Is that right? I do them when I get home from work. So yeah, it's about uh, 5.30-ish. Yeah. Now, you and I both have pretty physical jobs. I cannot work out after work because I'm too exhausted and stuff. Like, have you thought about like doing it in the morning and stuff where you're fresh and like doing no, it, because, like, waking up with it? Because my fam, I'd have to get up before my family does. I'm and, okay with it. And, yeah. um, which would be like 5 30 ish, something like that. And I would wake the whole house. Yeah. I'm too noisy. I'm, He's I, I just yelling expletives uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe move the Peloton to like the uh, garage or something. I and- think it would still be too noisy. <laughs> I would never use it then. <laughs> when, when I go hard, I'm, I'm in the too cold. I, I just, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, he really does. Like, it, yeah, he really does. But the thing, yeah, like he has a very um, active job. You know, he comes home. He's like in mm-hmm. the when you're working outside in the 90, 100 degree degree temps, or you're lifting, you know, big heavy pieces of steel and stuff like that. That is hard. You know, before a few weeks ago, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but Joel was quarantined from a contact that he had had an exposure to someone that was COVID positive. Thankfully, he never ended up with it. Well, um, well But on quarantine, it was a little easier to yeah. hit the classes because you yeah. were home for two weeks. That's true. But like, I can't really, I don't really have an excuse because since I had surgery on my hand, 
I've not been doing any of the manual labor at work. It's been pretty cake for me mm-hmm. when I go to work and yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's a, uh, so it's a, uh, I don't really have the excuse of, oh man, I've worked like I've much manual labor, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I have to come home and do it. And I'm t- I- and just saying like, I want to do these things because I want, I, we, I've said it on this podcast several times, I want to be stronger. I want to have more endurance and I want when to- When you're in the woods and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't want to, like I, the past couple of years in the woods, I felt like a big old bitch where I am walking up a hill and I'm winded or I'm dragging a deer out and I can't even go like, you know, a few yards without being winded. And I don't want to do that anymore. So those are things I'm looking at and envisioning when I'm and working out, I don't want to do it. But I can see, you Very know, good. someone that might be working in a cubicle or working at a desk at home or something like that. And you're like, God, I really need to work these legs. I really need to like get some energy out. Then I can see where like, I'm going to hop on, hop on the bike and then really get that out. Yeah. Well, switching gears uh, from, you know, riding the Peloton, let's talk about COVID anal swabs. <laughs> Have you all you know, seen this? I saw this on the outline and I intentionally <laughs> didn't look anything up because I wanted to make you explain it to me. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave this up to Stacy because I just saw it on the outline and I just want to talk about it. I have no idea why now, we're doing anal swabs. You, you've had a few of these, right, Joel? Well, uh, not for COVID. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Just, just for fun. <laughs> Yeah, so China is now switching to uh, using anal swabs to test for coronavirus. They're saying that they might be better at detecting the virus. And there's a viral video going out where you can see these people walking through a building and they're all... they're all like wobbling back and forth like this in the video. No way. <laughs> in the video saying like, <laughs> and it's attached to like these articles saying that they are going to anal swabs. And so you're thinking that they are like waddling out because they just had their anus wiped. But they say that that's, it's false. Like that's been put together. And so I've had a few COVID tests and they're mobile. Like they come to your car and do it. So like, is it the same thing? You just stick your ass out the window now and like they just go and no. pop it in real quick? Now, what it is, is the aliens have finally come out of the ocean. They've partnered with the Chinese and they're anal probing everyone. And they're just calling it a COVID test. It's a COVID test. Yeah, come here. Let's take it in. I'm going to test this shit out. So, um, yeah, they're so a lot of people are like, yeah, you're not hitting me with that vaccine. You're not hitting me with that rectal <laughs> so I, uh, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about a little something and, uh, it's, uh, we all enjoy coffee. Everybody enjoys I'm it. drinking yep. it right now. Yep. We enjoy it. I like to have a coffee with my anal swab. Yeah. yeah a good cup of Joe. Jeremy, you're not going to be in this fact here because of how you drink your coffee. But did you all know okay. that over 10, at least 10% or more of all pre-ground coffee you get contains cockroaches and other bugs really ground up and roasted in it they said i saw this fact i looked it up they said that the fda um with coffee approves a certain percentage a certain percentage yeah. but, it, but it's 10 percent or more and they said it's inevitable you can't get them off um they, they can't or whatever so they just grind them up and roast them with it so is it 10 percent of all coffees have trace parts of it or 10 percent of the ground coffee is that much bug that part I tried to look up, and it uh, all I kept seeing was ten percent of ground coffee. That's all I kept yeah. saying. Because that because you I, could look I at it both ways. Ten percent, not not ten percent of the coffee is is bugs. <laughs> no, yeah. no, ten, <laughs> because, yeah, you gotta think bug tea. 
you know, these coffee beans and, you know, they're, they're harvested and they're dirty. Just like, like if you were to get peanuts or anything like that, and there's been bugs throughout it, there might be like a cockroach leg or an antenna or something that might get mixed up. There's like really no way that you could completely get rid of it. Um, I love like the process of roasting coffee and like that whole entire sphere. So I've watched like a bunch of YouTube videos, like little tiny documentaries on how they do it and what they do and stuff. And they're just big old vats, you know, open, open air vats that are doing this process. So like if a bug were to fall in, like, I mean, there's nothing they could do. Cause like it, it's a hot process and they have to keep the coffee cool. So they can't close it in. It can't be something like that. So like I would imagine that that would happen, you know? Yeah. And I don't think this is something unique to coffee either. I think mm-hmm. I'm trying to think back ground where beef. I heard it, but not ground beef. Oh, That's not what no, I no. like flour yeah. and uh, like peanut butter and stuff like that. Yeah. There is the FDA allows for a certain percentage of that to have. I mean, it's not harmful to you and you would never know it was there, but there, I mean, there is ultimately, you just can't keep it all out. Yeah. And it's not like you're getting this big squishy disgusting wet bug in there you know it's gone through that hot process and roasting and stuff like that it's going to be crispy and then ground up and just like protein powder at that point and then there you go you got some protein coffee well yep. um, i mean uh, 10% is still freaking lot so we've all consumed it at some point yeah oh, well, i'm consuming it right now i am too coffee cheers crickets and cockroaches let's go um this reminds me of the book uh what i was talking about with the ground meat matt um the Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Have you guys ever read that? Nope. Mm-mm. I'm familiar, um, but I haven't it's read It's about it. like meat processing plants, like in the early, like turn of the century and stuff. And about how like the meat packing district, right? In New York. How, how no, well, well, Chicago mostly, but like oh, how, how, how many rats and other animals were actually in your meat and stuff and the whole reform of that industry and stuff. It's, it, it was quite, quite bad for a while. Uh, <laughs> kind of like imitation so, tuna. So having a bug in, in, in one out of every 10 cups of coffee probably isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, um, you know, we're, we're both drinking it right now. It's something that we drink on the daily. Uh, Reload, if you go to Reload Hub, um, uh Instagram, we have partnered with Hollow Point Coffee at Hollow Point Coffee. Um, and we're doing a giveaway. You get three of their bags of coffee and then all five of our seasonings that are in the arsenal pack. So um, go to Hollow Point Coffee and you can enter. They've got the rules on there. They've got the original post and... Someone's going to win that package. It's pretty good. It's about a hundred dollar yeah. value. It looks really pretty nice. excited about it. Looks really nice. Yeah. If you guys like reload, it's very similar branding. You know, their flavors are like nine millimeter morning and 45 fearless. So it's by the calibers. Y'all would probably like it. Just a little shout out there. Yeah. So have you all seen this? Have you also seen them are uh, that country singer? Have y'all heard of Morgan Wallen, the country singer? I'm familiar. Yes. I mean, if you watch The Voice, he was on The Voice, and he was like a nobody. And he was a Tennessee guy. I've heard. I've heard of him. Yeah. And yeah. You seen his giant racist rant that he uh, had on? Got videoed of. So I don't I know if it was really it. a racist rant versus he said a racist word. I mean, like, I'm sorry at, at this at this time and day and age, like you can't do that. You, you can't do that crap. You can't be dropping the N word, especially yeah. combined with. You know, you pee ass n word. You, you know, said what I mean? you pee ass mf. And then, come on, and then the bad word. So it was bleep 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 yeah. bleep outside. And this is the thing. So Morgan Wallen was on The Voice, and he's absolutely talented, beautiful, beautiful oh. singer. Um, and then for a while, he was just like performing locally, like at like the fair and like crap like that. He did Knoxville Dancing with the Stars. Then he is freaking blown up. He is the next big thing. He just won the uh, Country Music Award. 
uh, artist of the year. He's been shattering, um, what is it? Downloads on like, uh, streaming, streaming records. He's shattering those. Um, and then to go and just get, just freak it up just like that. Like you have got to be more careful. And this is the next big thing. Like he could be the next Tim McGraw or like Blake Shelton. And then he just flushed it. It's not hard to be a good person. So did you guys, this isn't the first time he's been in trouble. I mean, it is for like saying this kind of stuff or at least being caught on video, but like back at the, the height of COVID, there was a video that came out of him, like just making out with a bunch of girls at a party, like a college party or something. <laughs> you know, obviously nobody's in masks because they're all <laughs> making out, but it was, uh, yeah, he just seems to attract controversy. And to be honest with you, I don't really care for his music. Uh, his new album is is a double album. I think it's probably about uh, twice as long as it needs to be. It's just <laughs> yeah. not. Thus not, the double. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just not very good. I know nothing about this guy. I've never listened to any of his music. And I, I like I heard about his rant and him getting canceled or whatever. Um, and I, I think the whole situation is kind of stupid, like, everyone's said and done stupid things in their lives. Like, you know, if you live in a glass house, you probably shouldn't throw rocks. So canceling this guy and destroying his entire career, like not really on board with that. Um, no. but I mean, obviously like the dude needs to make some sort of apology and needs to clean up his life if he wants to move forward in the public sector, but canceling someone completely. I don't think that's ever really like necessary for anything well that's the thing is like nowadays we are not tolerating that type of talk like we are just we're way past that he should know better to do something like that but like you said like his contract was canceled cmt removed every bit of anything that has to do with him on their channel um all of the radio stations have removed him i do i think don't get me wrong i think what he did was absolutely terrible i think he needs to pay major repercussions for it like embarrassingly Mm -hmm. public apologies donations being sent to really show that his heart is in the right place. Um, But to completely just erase him, I think that's harsh. And like, I would say like all of those companies took those actions, not because of what he did, but for fear of them being canceled also along with him, which is like not a good reason to do those things. It's not like they're standing up against those things, like bring him on CMT and and issue an apology and like move forward with it. Uh, uh, Do something inclusive and and like bring the whole situation up and don't just like, Oh great. We have a new guy to crap on, you know, like that's, that's not going to help the world get any better. It's not going to help. It's not for sure. But I mean, that's just, that's where it, it's at now. Apologies aren't good enough anymore. And if, if you do something like this, you know, this is what, and you, keep this person on people associate you with that they they lump you together now Mm -hmm. and so something something like this happened similarly a few years ago with uh the bomars um you know i'm talking about sarah bomar Mm -hmm. josh bomar huge fit huge fitness people um they got we're we're you know using some of their their uh supplements and that whatnot but they are massive outdoorsmen they were sponsored by Um, under armor had contracts with them they are big outdoorsmen, big hunters, all that stuff like that. But Josh did something that was kind of controversial in the hunting industry, uh, which he speared a used a spear to kill a bear. Um, well, Under Armour was a big sponsor of theirs, even posted the video on their page. Is it really controversial in the hunting or is it the non-hunting community? The non-hunting. Well, yeah. For, yes. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's kind of badass. Yeah, yeah it was so an too. ethical kill. It was completely ethical. Yeah. They eat everything from their kills like that's all they eat Mm -hmm. is wild game but they um yeah so 
Under Armour even posted it on their website. Posted the video. But then as soon as people started coming out against it, they just buckled at the knees, canceled canceled yeah. their contract with them, you know, cut ties with them altogether. And 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 it, did that ruin their careers? No. No, they're the absolutely hun- the, blowing the hunting up. The community, community really rallied around them. But that's the kind of shit that I don't like is that yeah. people do screw up and, you know, you can either, and I'm with you, Jeremy, I feel like we need more forgiveness in this country than we do to continue to hold somebody down. Yeah, yeah, like cancel he, culture is very real. Like mm-hmm. he could totally, like he probably needs some classes on anger management and maybe tolerance um, differences mm-hmm. in people and stuff like that. But just, just background, just listen to how successful he was on the roll. Like as of the new year with his new album, which I, I, I did like his music um, in two days, his record uh, set the record for the biggest first day and biggest first week of a country album of all time on platform the most pre-added country album in Apple Music history, number one top country album in 62 countries worldwide. It is Spotify's biggest all-time first-day streaming record for a country album. He reigns number one globally in the U.S. on Spotify's top debut charts, and he broke Amazon Music's global first-day streaming record for a country uh, album debut. And then here he goes, gets blistered, and just lets crap roll off the tongue. A neighbor films him, I mean, mean, that's a stupid mistake. You've got everything going for you. Like, be nice. So real quick, I'll I'll say one thing on here, and then I think it's probably time to move on. I think just so my personal thoughts on this are, so I I have mixed feelings on this. I think it's bad that he said it. I think that all these repercussions are happening because he was caught saying it. Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. think truly the reason that people get so upset about this kind of stuff is because he was saying it in the first place, not just because he was caught saying it. And it's, I think that a lot of times this can be like an overflow of how you really feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's really the heart of what people are upset about, or at least, you know, when I try to look at it optimistically, that's how I feel about it is if he didn't feel this way, anyway, then he would have never been caught saying it. Why is it rolling off his tongue? Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. like as a company ourselves, like I, and it may have, they, they may not be canceling because of the repercussions, but like you don't want someone representing you that doesn't align with your core values and your core beliefs. And like, do you want someone on, like, would I want someone on my squad that was, you know, completely being an ass wipe? No. Yeah. Well, Mm. well, sorry, Spencer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I love you. Jeremy, you sent something in our group chat that was pretty interesting earlier this week about I did? Yes, about Traeger First. Uh, trying to sue the pants off everybody else that's got Wi-Fi connected grills. Yeah, this guy um we should uh post this story to the TRP page so that everyone can kinda kinda see this. Um Traeger is in an active lawsuit with um, Green Mountain Grills, which is a smaller pellet grill company. Uh, still, they make quality grills. They yeah. th- they have a very large presence, but I would say they're one of the smaller guys. And Traeger is specifically going after them because they have a Wi-Fi enabled app on their grills, which most grill companies do. Yeah, but Traeger and their corporate um, their corporate mind. They patented the ability to put Wi-Fi into a grill, not just pellet grills, 
all grills, all Wi-Fi connectability to grills. They patented that back in like 2016 or something before Traeger even had a Wi-Fi grill. Wow. So now Traeger is going after one of the small guys. And the idea is, if you look at this timeline, is if they can destroy Green Mountain Grills, they can get a court precedent saying that we own all Wi-Fi intelligence and grills, and then they can go after the big guys and shut them down too, which that's kind of how the article was kind of, um, you know, laying things out. Yeah. I think the, the struggle that I have with this is, is probably twofold. One is that the patent that they got isn't really specific enough to a particular Mm -hmm. technology. They've just patented the idea of a Wi-Fi connected grill (laughs) without the internet. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The other thing, though, is that I know that the way that like patent law works, I'm not a lawyer, but I have it's one of those things where I've kind of like, you know, you said earlier, Jeremy, I've like looked through the YouTube videos on it. So Mm -hmm. I know that if if you own a patent, it is also your responsibility to fiercely defend that patent or else you risk letting it just go out to the general public. Like your Mm -hmm. your patent basically becomes null and void. Like it already has. And they expire. Yes, yes, yes. Which there were a number of companies who had Wi-Fi enabled grills before Traeger got this patent. But Traeger was like, hey, we can go patent this shit. And they did before they ever had Wi-Fi grills. And so now, like, if they're able to set the precedent against Green Mountain Grills and shut them down, they can then go after Weber, Camp Chef, all the other big dogs who have the money to actually fight them. Um in open court and stuff. So it, it kind of sets a dangerous precedent because it's it's not just pellet grills. It's like Wi-Fi enabling any grill, a gas grill, charcoal, whatever. Because, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Masterbuilt has the gravity-fed charcoals. If they wanted Wi-Fi on them, any of those grills could be liable for uh I think Masterbuilt is them. Wi-Fi. I think they do have a Wi-Fi option. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure because I haven't worked with them before or anything. Yeah. But, like, that's how wide this lawsuit is. So, if Traeger were to win this, they could shut down the entire market, which is kind of a crazy thing. So, Jeremy, do you think that Traeger is at fault here for defending their patent? Or do you think that it's the legal system that's at fault for ever having awarded this patent? I would say the legal system because it's like you said, it's way too broad of a patent. Mm-hmm. It's like patenting like bread or something. I mean, it's it's just way too wide of a patent here. Um, but but they're within their rights to defend that patent. So it's not like I can say against it, which like Traeger has done some shady things in the past, which everyone in the barbecue community knows, you know, like them being the big dog in pellet grills, you know, of course they're going to have some bad press on certain things and everything. So I think it would really be up to them. I mean, if they were to, go after this and shut them down. I mean, like I talk a lot of shit about Traeger. Now I would talk nonstop shit about them for eternity. If they were to go through with this, I think it's on them as a corporation to say, Hey, this is a little bit unethical. Yeah. I mean, like it's no secret that Traeger is huge and you know that they've dominated Mm -hmm. in the industry and stuff like that. Do you personally think that it's worth all of these legal fees and all of the time and attention that their teams and money that they've got piled in just to like beat down and go after these smaller companies for this? Like, are they going to really gain that much more um, business from winning this? 
100%. Um, if they can shut down Green Mountain Grills, then there is the court precedent, which they could use against every other company. And that makes them the only Wi-Fi enabled grill on the entire market, which or, is an insane amount of leverage. Yeah. Or everyone has to pay licensing fees yes. to Traeger to use the mm-hmm. technology. Which so I think yeah. that that's what they're going after, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. The, What's that? Billions of dollars, probably. I mean, you're talking about like Weber has Wi-Fi enabled grills. I mean, like every grill company has that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and these, and these companies would have to decide: Do I want to give Traeger a kickback of every sale of my un- of, of our grills, or do I just want to stop making Wi-Fi altogether? I mean, does this not seem like oh, ha ha? I'm the villain. World domination. I'm taking everything over. Yes, like, mm-hmm. yes, and no. Because I mean, on one hand, I you know Traeger's in the business to make a bunch of freaking money, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, this was this was a money play. I mean, like this is almost like Wall Street s. They 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 kind of let things play out, and then they waited for the right time to strike, and they and they did. And this is a big money play right now. Yeah, I think that if there's any fault that can be given to Traeger in this scenario, it's that they're going after Green Mountain, who is a relatively small company in comparison and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have the like capital behind them to to come to court with the same, you know, it's not like mono e mono in court right. at that point. Traeger yeah. has all this capital, all this huge legal team that that is more likely to win that fight. Whereas if they had taken like a camp chef to court over this first, it would have been a more, in my opinion, a more, you know, equal fight. Camp chef has not just camp chef, but all these other brands behind them too. They've got this, this giant, you know, conglomerate that would be more able to actually stand up in court. Definitely. And, um, what I was, what I was reading and understanding of that article is, uh, Traeger's also suing them for all of the legal fees for this. So if Traeger were to win this hands down, this lawsuit, it would literally put green mountain grills, which is a very large company out of business completely. Like that's how big the lawsuit is. Like it's, it, it's just a massive thing. So when is this coming to head? Like, is there any insight to it? I read the article, but I don't remember like how the, long are they going to drag this take out? Years. Uh, but, but once it's done, uh, the, the repercussions will be retroactive. So if Traeger wins, they'll go back to the start of when they got the patent and start suing people from that beginning point, you know, of 16 or whenever they got that patent. Um, it's, it's a really interesting article and, uh, we'll definitely get it up on the TRP page. So you guys can, uh, can take a look out of it and, uh, and let us know your opinion on it. Yeah. Um, is Traeger in the right here or are they just being uh, big corporate assholes? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to Probably, follow that Maybe along. both. I think both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's definitely possible to be both. Like I'm usually right. And I'm also an asshole. Uh, you guys let me know often. So. <laughs> well, uh, one, of, one of our favorite Traeger people, you know, aside, you know, we, we love you guys. We love Kendrick barbecue. We love uh, Sarah range. You know, they're big Traeger people. Lou, um, mm-hmm. Lou, Lou, we love Lou. Um, but Kendrick, Matt. Matt, you're not a Traeger, Traeger person. No, like, you're not we, like Traeger. We're heavy. not. We're not admitting that oh. you are a Traeger guy. We, Amanda Riggin. Yeah, we do a lot. Oh, we do a little bit. Amanda yeah. Riggin. She lo- she li- lives and breathes Traeger. But uh, no, I'm, we're still working on uh, on you, Matt. Benny Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not admitting it yet. <laughs> Benny Kendrick um, did this uh, this concoction of sorts that we're seeing on TikTok that people are doing, um, and it's called corn ribs. Have you guys seen that? I saw his post, but um, I want you to go into it because I didn't really look too deep into it. Yeah. So you take the corn cob and like you stand it up tall, like vertically, and you cut the corn cob down in half and then in fourths. So you've got what looks like these little 
corn spears, like pickle spears, but corn. But the corn is still attached to the cob. The corn is still yes. attached to the cob and they're not cooked yet. So some people are, you know, marinating it with like seasonings and sauces or oils or just dry rubbing it. Um, and then they're smoking it or grilling it on the grill. And then just like uh, Sarah did with her elote's wings, you can top it with cotija cheese and cilantro or um, barbecue sauce and you eat them. They kind of resemble a rib. My thing was... I went down a giant rabbit hole on uh, social media looking up hashtag corn ribs because I'm like, how the freak do they eat these? Like, are they just like dainty little, like you're just holding it and you mm-hmm. just kind of like Tom Hanks and big when he eats the baby corn. Like, mm. Or like some people in the comments were like, do you just eat the whole thing? Like, do you yeah, eat the core? Like, I mean, do you just bite the whole thing off? Does it get I would up? think you would just eat the corn off of it like you would a normal corn on the cob, right? Yeah, but would you, would you not feel weird eating it like that? I think that's dumb. How do you just hold it? You just go. I, just, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's cool though. I you, think I think it's a. It, it's kind of like it, it's kind of gimmicky, but I kind of like it at the same time. It's like vegan ribs, you know. It's like oh yeah, something fun. You could sauce them down, I but if you right. think of like Super Bowl or like uh, finger food parties Fourth of July, and you want to, you know, you're not going to buy a. You know, you say you got 20 people coming over, and you just make a bunch of these, and you got a platter of them, and you can just pick a couple of them. Like that's kind of cool. Sometimes I get too yeah. practical. I like get too practical about that. I look at that, and I'm like, why don't you just eat the damn mm-hmm. corn off the freaking cob? Why, why you got to cut it all up like that? You know, like. But, but it's like sometimes food needs to be like not sometimes all the time. Food needs to be fun, and that's a it's a, yeah. it's a fun way to, to to make corn. But I can't see you eating them because like whenever we go out for like ice cream, you won't eat it off the cone. Because you don't want to just be sitting there licking and licking and licking. So you always get it on a dish. So I can't imagine. Oh, I take bites out of my cone. <laughs> yeah, I'm a biter. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% a biter. <laughs> That's something I think I want to try, it. though. She hates it, though. She's oh, like, yeah. like, like, popsicles. Cold it's just on like, the teeth. It, it just bite the popsicle. No. You know. Mm. Do you guys think you'll try these corn ribs? Uh, it so sounds interesting. I've never made them, but I actually had them. There's a local place in Knoxville called Ollie B that served them mm-hmm. to me. I just checked back on my feed in 2018. I ate them there. Uh, so I just, I just dropped it in our group chat. If you guys want to take a look at them, I like it because it's, they're just easier to eat than oh. uh, a full corn on the cob. Really? So this isn't I new. See- I could see them being easier to cook too, because like with corn, you got to keep rolling it if you want it over the heat. Whereas like, these, you could just lay directly on the heat. It you looks know? like squid. Bro. Would you would you put it <laughs> kernel down or kernel up? Depends on what you want. Indirect for the first little bit, and then to get a little char, turn it kernel turn down. Over. You know, I mean, Matt. I think you could do so many like our taco episode. Like we could do so many variations of corn so ribs. Good, Matt. Did you did you bite it like? eat the little niblets I, off I, or did you eat the whole thing? I picked it, I picked it up like a corn on the cob and just ate it, you know, in a row across it. But yeah. the thing is, is that they didn't smoke theirs. They actually deep fried theirs and that's why it oh. curled up like that. So oh. maybe we'll post this picture to TRP too wow. so you guys can see it. Yeah, I want definitely. To do this is a really cool picture. You want to make them? Um, we need to do a next in-person podcast and make a bunch. Sounds good. This would be a, a great recipe for, uh, for egg fest also. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just let everybody know what we're doing. <laughs> I think if we drop like 50 or 60 recipes between now and next egg fest, people will be so confused. They won't know what, what hit them. <laughs> oh man. That's a good strategy. I think, I think it's time to take a break. I think yeah. good, good strategy. Good. Let's take a break on good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's take one. We'll it. take a break. We uh, come back. Well, we, we are going to be up to no good. More, <laughs> more no good.
Okay, so we are back from the break, and as you all know, Valentine's Day is upon us, so we wanted to talk a few cute, quick, cute, (laughs) a few quick little things about Valentine's Day, one of which- I know some quick little things. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That I'll be getting for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh no, it just keeps getting worse. Those little tiny nougats? Yeah, those little corn niblets. Uh, uh, Little niblets. All right, sorry guys. I'm lost. Okay, uh, but no, last year we talked, if you listen to the podcast, we talked about a recipe that I do or have done for many years, which is a venison heart recipe. And me and Jeremy actually smoked and seared a massive elk heart um, on the Camp Chef, and then we seared it on the sidekick, and we actually... uh, uh, served undercooked it. Well, yes, we did undercooked it and pretended it was still good. And uh, I don't think it was cooked at all. You say undercooked, but it was basically raw. It had just sat like at room temp for a while, and you called it, it cooked. W- it was at least eighty degrees on the internal. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't why don't we uh, why don't we just flash back to that real quick and uh, let our audience know if you haven't heard here here's a little tidbit of that from last year. All right, guys, so we are back. We have uh, just cooked up a feast of delicious uh, heart in three different ways. Uh, The first one we got is the three-pound elk heart that we smoked low about 160 until we got to a temperature of 100 degrees internal. Uh, And we pulled it off. We cut it into three separate steaks, and we seared that mug. Not to mention we did season it with Reload Rub Magnum Seasoning. Um, the next thing we did is we actually did a fried method, uh, prepped the heart, you know, broke it down and cut it into strips. And then we did a, uh, the double dip, I like to call it a little flour, egg, flour. And then we fried those things up until they were golden brown. And the last one we did is a sauteed version, which is good for Valentine's day. Uh, we did, we sliced it, prepped the heart, sliced it up into small steaks, we sauteed some mushrooms, some onions, some garlic seasoned with salt and pepper. We seared the heart steak in the cast iron, and then we poured some Cabernet Sauvignon over the top to let them finish. And those we, were seasoned with fully loaded. And those were seasoned with fully loaded. And we, not to mention the, the fried ones were seasoned with fully loaded as well. Um, but key with the heart, especially in the saute method, one minute per side. Now... Um, Jeremy has not been able to help himself. He is eating already. Matt, I want you to dive in right now. I want you to try the smoked elk heart. I'm trying it at the same time too. Ready? Let's go. I of course have already tried this. And like we said in the last I'm one, so you want it to be right very now. rare. So it is it, very I, it rare. It is so rare, it's, it's like you just pulled it out of the elk. It's very you rare. You cannot tell this is wild at all. And you know, I don't eat male species of Elk and deer. And it could have been seared a little longer, but it is. Come on, talk to me. It's a. Te- <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, man. It's the texture. It's the texture. It's a little different. <laughs> a little different. It's like, it's like pulling it right out. <laughs> I appreciate that you got me a, um, a uh, paper towel here to spit things in. So. Which. We should have seared that one a little. I think we could have. Could have. <laughs> I think we could have. It's se- a little undercooked. <laughs> Matthew Farr, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So gross. So gross. Yeah. That's the stuff of nightmares. I miss those days. I miss those days. We gotta get. We gotta get back to those. Well, with with the times with we miss making you throw up, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
with the times we're in right now, I know like sometimes going out to restaurants is just not as fun anymore. It's not as much of a treat. So yeah. I wanted to tell you guys a tip that I thought we have a couple things that we had some good ideas that you guys could integrate at home if you wanted to cook for your honey. Um, what something that we really like and is a treat for us. We actually cooked last night and we just go to haltemanfamilymeats.com and they sell because you can't get it locally here. They sell whole picanhas. Uh, I think it's like $35.99 and we actually take it and we slice it into steaks. Now, if you guys never have had um, picanha, it's got like a really thick fat cap on it. Mm. Um, and so we cooked them last night on, uh, I think you get like four or five steaks out of it. Um, yeah. And Joel cooked it actually on the camp chef last I night. Two of the smaller steaks, um, yeah. You know, go back and listen to our picanha episode. We cooked it four different ways. Um, but what we did, typical, you're supposed to use just like coarse salt on it. We rubbed it down with coarse Magnum, uh, our, our Magnum blend. Um, he smoked it. What temperature? At 275. It's mm-hmm. my new favorite per the kitchen white law. Yeah. And then we just hard <laughs> seared it, um, 30 seconds to a minute on each side, um, in a hot cast iron skillet inside. Um, and then we sliced it up. Now you want to slice it where there's a piece of the fat on and meat. And then Something that I am newly obsessed with, thank you, Jeremy, for our Christmas gift, is finishing salt. So we sprinkled it with Jeremy's um, smoked, like, what is it, flake salt on top? Yeah, it, Malden uh, flake salt smoked for like 12 hours over hickory wood. Oh, mm-hmm. my freaking goodness. Like, so don't judge these flaky salts by the smell of them because it has a strong smoky odor to it. It might seem like it mm-hmm. would be overpowering, but just try it. It, it has been a game changer for just, elevating your steaks. And just, I told her last night, if we, we slice it up into bites, even for like a get together, a party, if you were to have this as like a little appetizer, because it was so rich. Um, it was. You know, we put that flaky salt mm-hmm. on there and it just took it to a whole nother level. And I mean, you could really wow some people with that jazz. But the flavor of the fat that was on the picanha, like it rendered down slowly and it was nice and soft. Um, the flavor was so reminiscent of like roasted bone marrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and that would actually be a really fun appetizer for like a party and stuff. You could do it, like put it on a big skewer and do it like the Brazilian steakhouse style and like slice it off for people. Like how they do like shake, kind of shave it and stuff. Like if you really want to impress your guests, like that would be a super cool appetizer. That'd be real. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, we love the folks over at Haltman family meats, um, use code Mm -hmm. reload. You get 15% off. So then it's 35 99 and you get 15% off. So, um, super, bougie, unique way to kind of elevate your Valentine's dinner. Um, I know Matt actually, uh, for a housewarming gift for us, got us another smoked salt that we have yet to try. It's bacon smoked salt. Yeah. yeah I tried I no this one just the other day. You said it was good, right? Yeah. So it's, um, I looked at the ingredients. It's like, uh, it's a coarser salt, kind of like a, a kosher salt. And then it's smoked. Um, I wouldn't say it's as smoky as the one I gave you guys. Cause I smoked that one for like an extremely long amount of time, like, uh, 10 to 12 hours. Uh, but it's still very smoky and then they have bacon powder mixed in with it. So it's a smoked bacon salt and you can definitely smell the bacon and like I mean, once you put it on something, you're not really going to taste the baking because whatever you're putting it on is going to take up that flavor. But uh, I cooked a big old ribeye, a three pound uh, cowboy ribeye the other night and did uh, finished it with some of that salt. And it was it was excellent. Yeah. So I think it would just be super easy. Pick you up a nice, uh, unique steak and then pick pick up some reload magnum. Of course, like I can't not say that and then get some smoked flaky salt. 
It's freaking great. So, Dessert. So yeah. So there's your. I, I think. Go ahead. I think Malden actually sells smoked salt. Also, um, I made my own just because I like to make like a unique present for like Christmas presents and stuff, and I made a bunch of them and stuff. But you can find different smoked salts online. Like that, that that is a very common thing. And if say you don't have a smoker at home for Valentine's Day and you can't smoke your steaks, you can reverse sear in the oven. You know, two seventy five or two twenty five till you hit that temperature, and then sear it. Add some smoked salt to it, and you get that smoky flavor yeah. to it, almost like you work smoky on the grill. And for someone mm-hmm. that might not know, you know, you're cooking at 275 in the oven, and you want a medium rare. When are you pulling it from the oven before you do it? Give it a hard sear. What temperature? I like to pull it 110 degrees and then give it a really hard sear. Yeah, I mean, and if you're looking, yeah, it's a screaming hot cast iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 110, mm-hmm. 115 ish, depending on how thick the the cut is as well. Um. I- I do a hundred percent all the time. And that's like a nice medium rare. If you like a, a little more medium doneness on your steak, take it to one fifteen. I wouldn't go anything over one fifteen because what you're going to think about is that steak is going to continue to cook as you take it out of the oven or smoker. So it's going to rise up to one twenty ish. And then when you give it that sear, it's really going to jump in temperature another, at least five to 10 degrees. So that's where I take uh one ten. It's going to finish at 125 to 130, which is right in the medium rare range. Um, you go five more degrees, it's going to be more like a medium range. Okay. Yes. I really think we need to get some smoked salts on the lineup. That sounds good. I like that. Matt? Uh, real quick before we move off that. So the brand that I got you guys is it's called Amola, A-M-O-L-A. You can look their stuff up online and get it if you don't want to go through the process of of smoking your own salt. They also have different flavors. So they've got uh, like a garlic rosemary salt. Uh, black truffle salt and a molten hot salt. So in addition to the bacon smoked salt that I got you guys. Yeah. And you'd be, I might be doing some rosemary garlic smoked salt next year. That sounds really good. It does, but that you'll be really surprised at how much flavor a little bit of finishing salt will add to your meal. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to over season on things. So, but that was the main course. Let's talk about dessert. Something that we were talking about on one of our breaks that you guys don't know about yet is uh tongue hula hoops, right? A lot of tongue hula. Tongue hula. I've been seeing it all over TikTok, Instagram, and all over. Um, so everybody does chocolate covered strawberries for um, Valentine's desserts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Tongue hula is something that we dabbled in a little bit with the kids because it was so fun. So basically, what it is is sugar, like a hard sugary coating that you put on like fruits or or anything we've seen people do it with steak and bacon so mm-hmm. i'll walk you guys through it you just take a pan mm-hmm. and two parts sugar to one part water um so say you want to use two cups of white sugar and one cup of water and you stick it in the pan and you heat it up do on, not stir it on the stove yeah heat it up on the not stove the till you re- it takes about five or ten minutes to reach about a 300 degrees is what you want it at it'll, Skewer, start, it'll start to brown yeah, it starts it, to bubble up and get like and turn like a brownish caramely color, and that's when you and that's sticky. A, that's when you're ready to start rolling your 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 treats. Yeah, so use your thermometer. The, you need about this three, is in a pot on the stove, like a frying pan, kind of like a skillet. Okay, okay, um, skillet. Okay, okay. So it kind of makes like a sticky concoction, like a syrup, right? Um, get it to about three hundred. You have to make sure it gets up to that temperature, or oh, it's just going to slough off. off. Yeah. yeah. So dry your fruit up and put it on some skewers or a fork or anything. And you kind of tilt your pan and just dip the fruits all into that, pull it out and you can plunge it into a bowl of ice water. And then you pull it out, let it sit on a plate or whatever. And it hardens almost kind of like a candy apple coating. It's a candy shell. 
it's like a hard, clear, and, and it's beautiful too. So, so like those people that are into ASMR, they'll have all their tongue Hulu fruits and then they get up to the microphone and they're like, <laughs> you know, and doing all that, but they're beautiful. They're shiny and they're clear and. Hold on. Are you guys actually telling us all about this and you didn't bring one to eat ASMR style onto the show? Dang it. We've got some <laughs> strawberries in there. We, sh- we wow. should have done it. I know. Way to let us down on the show. It's like Joel in the bedroom. Good grief. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. They'll never know that was paper. (laughs) But I think that would be fun. It's super easy. Everybody's got water and sugar at the house. Just grab up. We did pineapple. We did grapes, uh, strawberries, strawberries, and it's pretty neat. I will say that there is, you want to make sure you get whatever you're doing completely coated because if you leave a little hole in there and you plunge it into the water when you go to bite it sometimes water gets trapped inside the candy shell so it's a little like so just give it a complete coating plunge it into the ice water and that kind of sets it and then set it out and then you've got these little shiny beautiful treats if you want if you want to impress your significant other or you just want to have fun with your kids on valentine's day like you know we're gonna do um it's a fun little little thing to do a little hard candy stuff yeah, that sounds great, but I got to tell you, it's not at all what I expected when you said we were going to talk about tongue hula hoops on the outline. So. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Or you thinking like cunnilingus yeah. or something like that? <laughs> I mean, not tongue to hula hoops it, on yes. Valentine's. It's uh, tongue hula. I don't think we were in the wrong for thinking what we were thinking. So. That's yeah. Right. So if you want to look it up, it's you spell it. It's I think it's like a. Japanese practice or something like that, but uh, no, have have, have Joel spell it. Yeah, yeah. Joel spell it. Oh, I've got it written down on yeah, that one. G A N G H U L U, Dick. <laughs> Is that right, Stacey, or did he misspell he, it? I've got it written down on that line. <laughs> yeah, I missed a word. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, new segment we're gonna do. We're gonna roll through this really quick. We're gonna call it on the spot. It's just gonna be just for this podcast. Maybe future ones. Who knows? We're gonna call up some special guests and we're gonna put them on the spot for uh, Valentine's Day. So we're gonna go ahead and get the phone hooked up. Make some ring a dang dangs. Joel from Reload. Paul, what's up, buddy? You are our, uh-huh. you are live on that Reload podcast with, on the the enti- spot. with the entire crew on a new segment called. On the spot. How you doing, You're man? on the spot. <laughs> What's up, Paul? Good. What's going on, guys? <laughs> all right, Paul. So we all know that Valentine's Day is right around the damn corner. We want to know what you're getting your boyfriend, Spencer, for Valentine's Day. Uh, Spencer's going to get a big ribeye with my face in it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So you're going to put your face in his ribeye? <laughs> yeah. In his meat? <laughs> He's putting exactly. his face in his meat. Uh, okay. I want his, his, my face in his mouth. Oh, man. I hope you guys call him. I'll, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he says. Uh, well, well, we'll have to see, man. Well, all right, buddy. Well, that was, we were just putting you on the spot. Uh, tell everybody real quick how they can find you on social media. Uh, thanks guys for giving me a call. Find me at the Alpha Instinct. Uh, I do a little bit of, uh, a lot of reload, a little bit of cooking, uh, grilling, uh, a little bit of chilling. So, uh, thanks for giving me a call guys. I'm about to cook actually some Haltman Applewood smoked pork bacon with some uh, double action right now. So. Ooh, bring it over. Got it. Nice. All right, Paul, we love your face. We gotta go. Bye Paul. Bye. <laughs> Paul, a man as beautiful as he is thoughtful. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Next guest. We got, That's we got, so awesome. Rapid call. Let's go. Joel, what's up, buddy? Brad, you are on live on that reload podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, oh my Brad. gosh. <laughs> so you, you I am awesome. Good. You are a part of a new segment hey, called On the Spot. <laughs> And uh, oh, we're, great. We're, yeah, we're, we're putting you on the spot right now. And we want to know what the hell you're going to get your significant other for Valentine's Day. Besides the best oh, sex, of, sex of her whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually bought us uh, a really uh, nice set of steaks and I'm actually going to make us a huge, huge dinner and a special cheesecake. We decided we're, we're not buying gifts this year because we're just about building our house and we're putting a little bit more money <laughs> into it than we expected. In fact, I'm actually standing in it now. Um, I'll show you guys after this. Uh, it's The framing just went up. We've seen the second floor and the roof for the first time, like right this moment. It's so epic. Um, so we're going we're gonna to have a big uh, Valentine's dinner. I'm actually inviting my parents over um, and then we'll get the boys involved. So we're, we're going to have a ton of fun with that. So, Brad, you basically bought your ho- your wife an entire house for Valentine's Day. Uh, that's pretty epic. Uh, Joel, you need to step it up. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it to the man, and I, <laughs> we ain't doing that. So, Brad. I wanna, no, I want to hear about this dinner. Tell me about the dinner, Brad. We've, we're going to do cream spinach. Um, I'm going to do some really great baked potatoes. I got ribeye caps. Um, I'm going to do like a mm. raspberry cheesecake for dessert. <sighs> um and I got to figure out what I'm going to do for an appetizer. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go all out. Good grief. All I was going to do is roll some strawberries and some sugar and... Call it Tong Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you show me a little skin and I'll uh, invite you over. There you go. <laughs> but I'll, I'll book a flight. <laughs> I was talking to Jeremy, actually. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Brad. <laughs> hey, Brad, on that note, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> Bye, Brad. <laughs> Bye, Brad. See you later, guys. <laughs> See ya. Guys, if you want to follow Brad, you can find him and see that amazing... Uh, um, Good God, I keep wanting to call Valentine's Day Thanksgiving Day for some reason. Anyways, <laughs> What's your favorite? his Valentine's Day dinner over at Chili's and Smoke on Instagram. He's got a fantastic YouTube channel as well that you should check out. So, all right, let's try one more. Oh, Spencer's calling me. Answer. All right, ready? Spencer Kirksey. My guy, how's it going? You are live on That Reload Podcast. You're a liar. Nope, not lying at all. <laughs> You're You're lying. Lying. Oh, okay, what's up? You are on a new segment called <laughs> On the Spot. And uh, we well, want- let's fucking go. I'm ready. <laughs> we wanted to know what you were getting your husband for Valentine's Day. What the fuck? <laughs> His name is Paul. We already talked to your husband. We know what he's getting yeah, you, we know what- but we want to know what you're getting him. Oh, are we talking about Paul right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Wait, do you I have another husband besides Paul? Are you Paul? cheating? Uh, dude, hey, I, I get around, bro. I get around, right? Um, let's see here. I already got him a pretty sweet birthday gift, so uh, I might take a pass on this one. I don't know. A pass? Yeah. All right, so... You could just tell us what about Dana? What are you getting Dana? Uh, so we honestly don't um, we don't really go for the Valentine's Day thing just because we think it's a complete scam. Breaking news. Uh, Tinfoil hat. But yeah, but we will probably stay in, 
do some steak, um, maybe some sauteed spinach with garlic. Don't want to like bore you guys with all the science behind all that, but um, yeah, do that. Get her some chocolate uh, that she likes, like actual chocolate she likes, not some stupid fancy shit. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, call it a day. Hey, that sounds pretty good. Uh, listen, we man. also actually have a two month old, so that also dampers a few things. But you know, it sure does. And I don't want to rock. I understand. The, I, understand. I don't want to rock the boat, but you know. I have a feeling if you don't do something for your husband that, uh, you know, <laughs> shit might get a little rocky in the potty mouth, you know, studio. That's, so that's I just, fine. just that's let fine. you know. I, I, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. All right, buddy. Well, tell everybody how they can find you real quick online. Uh, you can find me. My only fans is no, uh, at Spencer Kirksey <laughs> official, uh, check us out. Potty mouth podcast. And we always know if you need that buttery goodness, at send butter. There you go. That's right. All right, bro. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right, man. See ya. All right. Later. Bye. Spencer Kirk's everybody. <laughs> Hello. Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Sarah. You Polly are, Grail 17. You are live on that reload podcast right now. Okay. On a well, new, hello, guys. We have a new segment called On the Spot. Are you ready? <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> the universal response. Sarah, we're not gonna, we're okay. not gonna, we're not gonna. Uh, it's not that gonna be that hard. All we want to know, we know Valentine's Day is right around the damn corner, and we want to know what you're getting your significant other for Valentine's Day. All right, <laughs> you're sitting right here. Okay, so oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's okay. It's not a surprise. No, I don't do Valentine's Day. Never have. Not my thing. But you know what? I've always done it. I just started in college, and I've just done it since. And uh, I was a big Bud Light drinker in college, so all I ever wanted, I was like, get me a case of Bud Light and some roses, and that's all I care about. Like, roses from the grocery store, right? Not even fancy roses. <laughs> that's so, awesome. <laughs> so, my, to this day, it's like, get me some Bud Light. And that, for some reason, has just been my thing. So that's probably what he's getting. I might upgrade it a little bit, but essentially it's going to be beer. Now, is that, some, is that something you like to get or you like to give? Both. Both. Yeah. No, that's what I always ask for. And then that's just become like, well, that's what you're getting. That's, like, like, that's, all, that's all we're doing. That's the light. perfect gift to him, though, because you're like, you don't have to go through all this angst and like try to figure out what no. I'm going to want. Like, give me a case of beer no. and some gas station roses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very easy. And it's always a steak. I always want a steak. Like, there's not, you know, what's what dinner? It's like, well, we could do steak and Bud Light. So that's my Valentine's Day. I'm oh. telling you, kindred spirits. Sarah, we, we know you like to get really drunk early in the morning. So uh, what are you drinking right now? What, what, All right. What's your buzz level? Unfortunately. Well, you know, I still kind of left over from last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jill both. <laughs> it's like a five. <laughs> it's like a five. No, I'm actually sitting in line uh, waiting for Costco to open. Um. Oh, you got, you got you got to carb up, you know, the hangover with yeah. all the free snacks. Mm-hmm. There yep. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, after later it'll be higher out of five. No. So, what are you drinking? Uh, no, nothing right now. Oh, nothing man. right now. But so. yeah, it's it my yeah bourbon last night. Nothing, nothing yet. Look at her. Look at her like go. It's uh, only nine fifteen. Day is young. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere. What, right? what are you getting at Costco? Uh, you know, just regular crap, but we do, and I know we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to buy, you know, bourbon from big box stores and stuff, but we don't really have a good local place that I know of. So we get our bourbon kind of stock up a whole cart full at uh, Costco. So it'll be, 
it'll be a bit of a bourbon run. There you go. For it. Mm. Well, Sarah, we appreciate you being on the spot. Tell everybody where they can find you online real quick. Absolutely. I'm at polygrill17. And yeah, that's pretty much where I, where I live. All right. On Instagram. Well, that sounds good. Well, thank you very much. We will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Oops. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. Hello. What's going on, Kristen? It's Joel. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. You are live on That Reload Podcast right now on a new segment called On the Spot. Hey, Kristen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up? Hey, Kristen. So we're calling hey, you. Hey, girl. How are you? Good. It's going to be better. That's right. So we're <laughs> we're calling you right now because we know Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and we want to know what gun are you buying Brady for Valentine's Day? Oh, my gosh. Brady just got a full stock of bullets. He is good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing else? Well, we he just sent off my 260 to have some work done. He's been playing with my 7 Sherman Max. He claims now he needs like a 6 Sherman. Hey, he, you know how he is. He's just <laughs> all over the place all the time. There's always a gun. What are you always guys What are you guys going to eat? What's something you guys are going to plan on eating with uh the kids and stuff? For Valentine's Day? Yeah. Well, so here's a little um Bubble Burster. Brady hates Valentine's Day. I thought we've been getting a bit, a lot of that today. There's a pattern with that. Yep, there is a pattern. With I'm that. not sure if it's just because he is. I mean, when we were, let's be honest, when we were dating, I got like dozens of roses and all these love notes, and now it's like we get married and mm, no, <laughs> romance is dead. Gotcha. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> I'll have to have a talk with Brady. I know. I, you know. I think. Everyone My go-to knows. for every like special occasion is smoking something on the camshaft. So probably, I'll probably do that um, cream cheese, bacon wrapped, stuffed um, backstrap. To be <sighs> honest, it's always mm. our go-to anytime we want like a special occasion. The kids love it. I love it. He loves it. So yeah, and then we usually just do the smoky roasted sweet potatoes along with it. It's just the best combo. There you go. I want to come. Yeah. <laughs> Can we come? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It's such a tragedy that we are not next door neighbors because we could swap meals all the time. Yes. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I think I would be a little less uh, fat as well. <laughs> Living next to you guys. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, my gosh. Chris would be out there like, don't eat that, Joel. Don't drink that energy drink. No, no, but we live next to the bread man. That's right. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's that's, that's the, the downfall of living next to Jeremy is delicious bread. You know, the crazy part is um, the other day, Brady's like, oh my gosh, I was watching him make um, some steaks on the cast iron. And I just, I got to do it that way. And I looked at, he sh- sent me his reel that he did. And I was like, oh God, here we go. It was like a stick of butter. <laughs> it's like a pound of butter in there. Yeah, it's super healthy. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I'm like, it was so good. But just to see his face, like, oh, he was so proud of himself. And I'm like, as I'm eating it, I'm like, well, good thing I don't eat like this all the time. Or I would be going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Jeremy lost 21 pounds the last 35 days doing carnivore. I, you know, I believe it because you're, Oh, they're so, it's so lean. It's such a easy way to 
you know, cut calories and it's so filling, right? Like, yeah, I wish my body could handle that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't do it as well, but <laughs> I mean, we eat a ton of meat, clearly. Yeah. But, cl- yeah. but clearly. But a little fiber goes a long way. It does. It does. You know, I can't have too much though. So it's, I mean, I'm probably like, a, I would say a modified carnivore. Not because I don't eat any dairy at all. So yeah, but girl, you need to eat a damn sandwich. Anyways, you're, you're, you're though. very, very, I, you can't, <laughs> you I need to poison can't. your that's, body. <laughs> that's the problem. Like I can't, unless, unless I can convince someone to make me some corn free, gluten free, soy free, dairy free, grain free bread, <laughs> then, then I could eat it. I well, mean, we'll have to, we'll have to talk to bread club about that. If anybody, right? if, if anybody knows what that is. So. Nope. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. No, no idea. <laughs> All right, Kristen. Well, tell everybody real quick how they can find you online. And uh, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, so, I don't know the words. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Redrath or on my blog at blog.gatheringhealth.com. All right, girl. Well, it was good talking to you. You too. You guys take care. See you. Thanks. See you, Kristen. Okay, bye. Kristen Redrath, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anybody else? No, I just hope everybody has a great Valentine's Day. It seems like a lot of people don't uh, take the day out just as an excuse to be nice to their loved ones and do uh, tiny gifts of uh, what compassion. Well, I think we but, all we've all talked before that that gummit. Oh, hey, <laughs> I got a we got a cold call coming into us right now. So uh, hang on, hold that thought, sweetheart. Oh. Noah Cheek, how are you, my friend? You are blowing up my phone like a crazy ex-girlfriend. Well, when I call, you answer. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you I, uh, are... Huh? I actually got a good excuse why, uh, why I didn't pick up. You want to hear the story? Yeah, I do. So, you know, we talk about bourbon and food and whatnot, bringing people together. <laughs> uh, I just uh, met up with this guy who is uh, in our armed forces uh, stationed uh, just in Washington, about an hour and a half away from me. Uh, and he came down because I found some bourbon down here that he couldn't find. And we, uh, we hooked him up, met up for the first time, and gave him some good, uh, some good bourbon that he couldn't get his hands on. Right Salute! On. Did you partake? Uh, no, it's nine in the morning, Joel. And we're standing in a Cabela's parking lot, so it's we... Uh, <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere, we, buddy. We did, we did not enjoy a dram, but maybe next time. I, I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem here. Yeah, that's what Sarah, Sarah always says. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, Noah, I was, that's bl- true. I was blowing your ass up because we you are on a brand new segment on the podcast called On the Spot, and we want to put you on the spot right now. I, I feel very much on the spot. Okay, well, here we go. We want to know what you were doing for your lovely fiance, Emily, for this Valentine's Day. Uh, he doesn't, well, doesn't even when, know. When, I, when's this going to air? I can't give away my secrets here because she, she's a listener on the show. Oh. Well, that's a good this is going to air before Valentine's that's Day. A, so That's a good enough answer. We'll just leave it at that. Fine. Yeah, and, and here's here's the tricky thing. My birthday is actually on Valentine's Day. <gasps> well, good for what? you. It's about Saint to, Valentino. It's, it's actually about the man yeah. for once. Yes. Maybe we and should call it, Emily. It also, it also explains why I'm so sweet. 
All right, well, give me Emily's number. We're going to call her. <laughs> Just say her number live on the air if you don't mind. <laughs> I will most certainly not be giving Joel Emily's number. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we, we, you, we couldn't get your Valentine's, uh, you know, uh, gift to her on the air, but at least you had a good damn story to lead in with, so. Not too bad. Not too bad for on the spot, right? That's right. That's right, man. Well, dude, tell everybody real quick how they can find you online, and then we're going to get your ass off here. Yeah, find me uh, on Instagram, at Cheeky Barbecue. Um, that's probably the best way. CheekyBarbecue.com. And if you haven't already, go buy a shitload of Reload Rubs because they're the best rubs on the planet. Oh, man. You're my favorite, Noah. That's right, my man. All right, buddy. We love you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, I love you guys too. Bye. Bye. Cheeky's from Cabela's. That's right. No one cheek, everybody. I want to know what bourbon he was talking about. Oh, I know. Why didn't we ask? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I I will say we need need to take a break, but... um, Along with what Stacy was saying, hope maybe some of these ideas we we called all these people about give you some ideas. Hope you for, get lots of lovings for you about Valentine's Day, so you can get you some, lots of lovings and some twenty dollar de- diddles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, I've heard a lot about that this week. It seems like that's the point that everybody's grabbing. Uh, Ooh, twenty dollars for a diddle. Uh, my slutty wife. All right, guys, <laughs> let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to jump right back into Jeremy's rapid fire questions and. Yours truly's Reload Recommends. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to jump right into Rapid Fire Questions. All right, guys. Let's do Stacy, Joel, Matt this week. Best for last. And the first, yeah, there we go. The first question: What was the best thing you ate this week, Stacy? Probably Joel's rendition of the Mr. Beast burger. Oh, there you oh go. Oh my gosh! Nice. Fresh veggies on top. I withheld the bun, um, watching my carbs just a little bit, and uh, it was fantastic. I know a thing or two about that. Joel? Uh, it's got to be the picanha we had from Halton Family Meats last night, mm-hmm. topped with your smoked flaky salt. It was... There you I, go. I haven't, I haven't moaned like that in a while over over food. <laughs> mm. Over food. I love to make you moan, Joel. <laughs> it's mid-drink and about spit this all over the roadcaster. And Matt, which trip to McDonald's was your favorite this week? <laughs> right, right. Uh, Arby's or Taco Bell. It seems like that's kind of our regular rotation. Actually, we we cooked a good home-cooked meal. I had uh, some little mini meatloaves uh, with a garlic thyme gravy over top. Ooh, they were delicious. Yep. I love a good meatloaf. Very nice. All right, guys. Name a weapon. Weapon is in, co- in quotation marks. A Florida man would use to rob his local gas station. Stacy. A Florida man would use a weapon a Florida man hey, would use to rob a gas station. I don't need time to think of this because I like to be witty, but it's not going to be good. Like like grab an alligator and That's threaten exactly to bite the person what I with the alligator. That's the first thing that I thought. But I'm going to say that mm-hmm. he plucked off um, palm nuts from the palm trees and he threw them at the cashier. Okay. Joel? A 13-inch dildo. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's probably been a story about that yeah. one. Matt? Uh, a beach umbrella. 
<laughs> a beach umbrella. Yeah. Guard, uh, guard, sir. Like a spear. He's, <laughs> yes. he's going to spear it like a, like a bear. Or One something. of the ones with there the pokey end. Yeah. There you go. Very the good. <laughs> not, not the blunty end, but the pokey end. Yeah, that's an important detail. Sure is. Important. Do you eat your bananas with or without the shell? Stacy. Um, I eat them without the shell. Okay. That's a choice. Joel? I eat them without, but I do like to bite the shell in order to get it off. Okay. To Matt? get it off? Uh, I've never had a banana peel in my mouth before. Wow. So maybe try some new stuff here. Rabbit hole on that. So they, 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 whoever they are, say that the 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 most nutritious part of the banana is at the bottom of the banana. So what I do, I flip it over, I bite the end and peel it off and eat from the bottom to the top. So which part is the bottom to you? Like the part where it's attached to the thing or the part that is not attached to the plant? I don't know how they grow. But the part they grow the, the stem. The, the, the stem the, is the, attached the, to the tree. The little stem on top <laughs> is what, what attaches it to the tree. The, 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 the stem attaches it to the tree? Yeah. Okay, well like the other part at the bottom, there's no stem, is the part that I, that yeah. I bite. That's the part you're supposed to open. Oh, is it? So you don't you don't That's what you, he does. Yeah. you don't crack the stem? Yeah. There you go. No, no. Uh, cracking the stem actually bruises it. If you go to the other end and open it from that way, they open way easier. That's what I bite. That's what he bites. He, he opens it that way. Yeah. The mouth. All right. Next question. Listen to this one carefully. Are you sock shoe, sock shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Mm. Stacy. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. But I have done it the okay. other way before. I, I'm not picky. Mm-hmm. Sock, sock, shoe, Dole. sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a serial killer. It's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. That's the right, only right, right answer. Oh, man. It's the only right answer. You put on both your socks, then both your shoes. It's very clear. There's, yeah. there's a song in there. Do you know who does that? Who does the sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Ty does the sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Spencer Kirksey does. <laughs> He's a psycho. He's a psycho. So does Spencer. You better be careful, man. I know. Spencer. She's going to murder me. Yeah. Next one. What is the best kind of nut? Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, honestly, my favorite nut is the Brazil nut. Okay. Joel? Cashews, salted. Oh, cashews are good. Matt? Not technically a nut, but a peanut. Oh, I was looking for donut. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I might All like right, peanuts better than donuts. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> the next question is name that movie. And what I'm going to do for this one is just open it up to the floor. Whoever can guess it first, just go ahead and shout it out. Oh, okay. All right. We go. Ready. A, a wisecracking boiler technician teaches high school students to believe in their dreams. Oh. A wise cracking a, a wisecracking boiler technician teaches high school students to believe in their dreams. And this is a cartoon movie? No. Oh, okay. Boiler technician. I'm thinking a Jim Carrey movie. I'm thinking of a Robin Williams movie. That's, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of the Dead Poet Society. That's not it. It's not School, <laughs> no, school not of right. Rock, is it? School of Rock? Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't. I don't remember what Jack Black's character did before he became a teacher. He's a, a teacher? teacher. Yeah, he's the music teacher. Yeah. Why is I don't know. Damn this it. was too hard. There's not enough context clues. Another hint. Come on. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let you know. A wisecracking boiler technician teaches high school students to believe in their dreams. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Damn it! 
Oh, <laughs> I've never that's seen that a one. good one. That is a good one. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, Got us. One, give a point to Jeremy. There we go. All right, next one. What is your favorite word to describe money? Example, doll hairs. Stacy. Green. Green. Them greenbacks. Say that again. Joel. What is your favorite word or term to describe money? Oh, clams. <laughs> there you go. Give me 20 Back, clams. Uh, <laughs> give me 20 clams. <laughs> give me 20 clams, sir. <laughs> I got to go with just the deer emoji. The deer emoji? Yeah. Some bucks? Yeah. Uh, or dough. It works, it works like, either way. Oh, dough, both ways. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a good one. Oh. And that brings us to our final question of the evening. Are we little rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Stacy. Man. Did I just <laughs> drop the ball? Totally. <laughs> you certainly did, like most weeks. Joel. <laughs> Is my wife a cheap date? <laughs> I certainly am. Only 20 doll hairs. <laughs> 20 clams. And Matthew. Yes, of course. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of that segment. Going to throw it over to Joel for his segment. That's right, guys. It's that time of the podcast. We bring things to you that we think are badass. So with that being said, let's jump straight into... Recommendations, recommendations, recommendations. Oh, yeah, baby. So, all right, guys, let's do it like this. I want to throw it to Stacy, Jeremy, Matt, and then myself. And uh, that is the order in which we will do things. So, Stacy, what you got? All right. What I'm recommending is a movie on Netflix that Joel and I watched this week. And, you know, it's... It, it's one of those movies that really touches you when you think about for a long time. I have not watched a movie like this where I have felt so, mm-hmm. I guess, touched in a long, long time. Um, and it is Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix. It's got Glenn Close and Amy Adams in it. Their performances were just outstanding. Um, it At times, there it was very difficult to watch. There are some really hard-hitting emotions throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I actually looked at Joel, and I was like, I don't know if I can keep watching this because it was pretty harsh. And it's, um, it's, it's all based off a true story as well. But usually, you know, I have a hard time getting through movies without, like, picking up my phone or just being bored or anything like that. And I was absolutely sucked in. It was just very emotional. Um, highly recommend it. Hillbilly Elegy. I have read the book uh, by J.D. Vance, mm-hmm. and it was very good. I haven't watched the movie yet just because, like, I know it's going to be a bit of a commitment to sit down and watch it. Uh, but the book was excellent also. Really? So stuff that Stacy was reading about that and people that have said they have read the book um, actually for once and ever said the movie was better. Just, um, like, less of a tour to get through? No, like, I think the, no. the, the movie, like, impacted you more than the book did is what they were getting at. I don't remember I could, I could reading see that. A visual medium. Uh, you did. Maybe. Yeah. They, they said the the book made made me feel this way, but the the movie made you actually something. I don't know. You told me about it. Something like that. Um, I probably did. So for for the book to really strike a chord with you, you had to have like a certain upbringing um, to really understand like the point of view where the guy was coming from. Oh, then um, seeing it's very it. Ap- it. It's very Appalachian. It's it's it, it has a lot of. Um, there's a lot of political stuff in there um you know the rise and fall of unions there's a lot of things you have to like really take to heart for it to really make sense to you and from what i understand is that ron howard did a really good job of kind of 
taking that stuff out to where it could appeal more to the masses and stuff. Yeah, because there did. wasn't really anything did. about unions in there. Yep, and I, and I think it did. I mean, it really did. You know, it definitely hit some uh, some struck some chords with me for sure. Got some things out. You it know, did, and it's based on a true story. True story. Yeah. So, Jeremy, what you got, bro? Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to recommend a TV show again. Um, I have been binge watching Doctor Who recently, and that is probably the greatest science fiction TV show of all time. If you haven't watched it before, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, I've been watching it on HBO Max, but I think they have it also on uh, Netflix. I'm not sure about that. But that is one of the shows where it's like The Office is probably one of the greatest situational comedies of all times. And like this is like the office of science fiction. It is just the craziest, most out there show absolutely recommend it it is a great way to spend you know a couple hundred hours of your life did you, <laughs> I know nothing did you start about like it. at the beginning like old I start, doctor yes. who no, no 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 not like the 60s doctor who but since it revamped in 2005 and i'm on like season three now or something david Tennant's in there um fantastic storylines episode to episode and seasonal arcs i mean it's it's a really really well put together show uh very enjoyable right on right on i, I knew nothing about the show well it's a uh, oh. it's british it's it's yeah. huge in like Europe, uh, really? but I think it also kind of has a cult following in the U.S. Oh yeah, it's really big all over. We'll have to check that out for sure. So actually, Matt, I'm gonna move you to the end of uh, Reload Recommends here because just realized I like you to be in the front or the bookend. So I'm gonna go ahead. All and right. I want to jump in front of you, my man. And what I am recommending today is if you are somebody that likes to film your content, if you um, like or wanting to start a YouTube channel, something that I recommend to you is a wireless lavalier. And uh, ones that I just picked up is the uh, Wireless Go Rode. They've had really good reviews. My buddy uh, Brad, we we talked to him today on the podcast from Chili's and Smoke. He actually uh, bought these, gave me a great recommendation on them, um, and they are a great way to up your audio quality. You know, instead of ha- having that open air fill right there, um, you know, whenever you're videoing where it sounds like you're in a gymnasium, you can use this <coughs> thing right here and you can um, really make the quality of your um, audio sound really good. And when we when I was researching these, I remember I talked to you, Matt, a lot about them and you were saying that for the, for the money, this is really the way to go. Yep, that's why, actually, it's funny. You got that recommendation from Brad. I'm the one who recommended it to Brad originally. So it's come full circle at this point. (laughs) Well, I know we, I know we, well, let me redact that. I know we had talked about it prior to this. Um, Mm -hmm. but then when I got ready to pull the trigger, I'm looking, I was looking at the, um, um, the wireless go and I'm going, where is the actual lavalier part of it? And, um, I didn't know what the heck, I felt like I was going to buy this. Something was going to be missing. And I called Brad who had Mm -hmm. already bought them. And he was like, yes, you need to get this part with it. Cause you can use this. It's a little square, probably about an inch and a half by inch and a half. And you can clip that on you and use that part as the lavalier. Um, but it is, it just looks goofy. (laughs) It's a little bulky. Yeah. So if you want to streamline it, you got to buy the actual wired mic, the plugs into it and you can clip that under your pocket or whatnot. So wireless go road, lavalier microphone system it'll really up your audio game so after that matt take us home buddy 
All right. This week for Matt's music, I have North Georgia-based singer-songwriter Pony Bradshaw. This song, released as part of his 2019 album titled Sudden Opera, was produced uh, by a team also responsible for Allison Krauss, Dolly Parton, Parker Millsap, and Emmy Lou Harris. With a lineup like that, how could it be bad? This is a song called Van Gogh. So there's there's a line later in the song. He says, "I'll drink the blues with my bourbon," and that that hits me right in the feels every <laughs> yeah, single man. time. I was doing a little bit of research on this guy, Pony Bradshaw. That's his stage name, and found out he actually the first time he ever performed live was in Chattanooga at an really? open mic night downtown. So I knew it said he was in North Georgia. You know, Chattanooga is like right on the the Tennessee Georgia border. So that's pretty cool. Kind of like a hometown guy. Hell yeah, man. Small world. And excellent song choice, as always, Matt. So that's the end of Reload Recommend, guys. And with that being said, we got to shoot it right back to my man, Jeremy, for our F Wad. Jeremy's going to shoot his wad. As as Matt likes to say, the F Wad of the week, we're going to go ahead and get this done, guys. Now, this week's word is bouquet garni, and this is a bundle of herbs tied together and thrown into a pot to flavor a soup or a stock or a casserole and then removed before serving it. That way, the the herbs can season whatever it is you're cooking, and <laughs> you can pull them out easily at the end. Bouquet garni. Joel, you want to take it away with your part of the Joel's segment? face this whole time, knowing he's got to spell it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. Go for it, Joel. Let's hear it. <sighs> bouquet Garni. Bouquet. I sound like I am from uh, Mexico. Uh, <laughs> bouquet Garni. Bouquet Garni, right? Mm-hmm. Damn it. All right. B O U Q U E G A R N E E. Bouquet Garni. Can I try? Sure. Are you supposed to show me up? Is it? Well, it's completely wrong, so. Okay. okay. <laughs> the funny part is I wrote it out here for him. What? <laughs> B-O-U-Q-E-T-G-A-R-N-I-E-R? No. no! <laughs> yeah, why don't you suck on that? So, uh, just a little grammar thing, Stacey. There's always a U after a Q. Um, that, that's pretty B- common. <laughs> B-O-U-Q-U-E-T? Bo- it's two words. Bouquet. Garni. B-O-U-Q-U-E-T. Garni. G-A-R-N-I. Oh, I got it wrong. Okay, Garni. I would have guessed it ended in an S or a T or something. That's because French words usually have silent consonants that they end on. Bouquet does, yeah. Bouquet Garni. Bouquet Garni. Bouquet Garni. Herbs you put on your shit. No herbs wrapped in a bundle, put into a soup or a stock or a oh. casserole, and then removed before serving. And you tie them up like that so that they can be easily removed. Right, a bouquet, I like that. A bouquet of you, herbs. Does it matter how you tie it or you just like tie a knot? Nope. Just get all your herbs bundled up just like you would a bouquet of flowers and then tie them up, toss it in, take them out when you're done. <laughs> that way uh, you're not chomping on all those herbs. I like it. All right. That's it. Well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the spelling lesson, Jeremy. 
This is going to end up being spelling French words of the day instead of like what they actually <laughs> yeah, are. No joke. <laughs> Next week is bidet. <laughs> I'm looked that up first. All right. Well, I appreciate it. All right. So, anyways, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this entire thing. We hope you can get something from us. We love you guys. We thank you for listening. And we want you to hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. You guys, um... We should do a sequence of Matt gagging and boo. <laughs> boo. Yeah. A remix. <laughs> Hold on. I love this exchange. Instead of just like sending him the contact to his phone so he would have it, you're reading it out loud so he can write it down on a piece of paper and then type it into his phone later. <laughs> it's just a beautiful exchange. Sorry, guys. We're still stuck in like 2002 when we had Blackberries. And I'm over here like, I'm over here like, wow, my hand still hurts. It's, it's, surger, hard, it's, it's hard to write. It's my good hand. We get a you, date night tonight. You, your headphones. Yeah, my kids are going away. Let's talk about it on the podcast. Okay. I assume that's that tongue thing you guys keep talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are going to do those those tongue hula hoops. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are going to dram. Ah, that was weird. Dram. <laughs> we are going to dram. <laughs> All that long. It's going to be hilarious if nobody answers. They will. We'll get some. <laughs> we'll have to like cut that and like... <laughs> Be like, now we're going to rapid fire. (laughs) At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Spencer Kirksey. You are live right now on the uh, That Reload podcast, and uh, we're pretty pissed to answer your damn phone. But we, um, your buddy Paul has got some sweet treats for you coming up for Valentine's Day. Please leave your message for (laughs) nine, one, six. This is not working out. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. All right. Cheeky next. He'll answer. He was- your call has been forwarded to what an the automated hell? voice message. What the hell? Nobody answer seven. your calls, Joel? Apparently not. Well-